It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The fix is in. The sports fix. Sports Fix listeners don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on the Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports Fix, Fix on Facebook and Twitter today. today. This is Greg Pruitt, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to The Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Welcome in, everybody. We are live. And no, I'm not fired up just because it's Friday. No, no, not at all. Sports (laughs) Fix. For a minute, welcome in everybody to the Sports Fix. J Rock with you guys, fired up, pumped up. Yes, it is Friday. It's the end of we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. A little bit of different, a little change up in the format here. We're not going to open up the phone lines right away because Jonathan Knight is going to join us and he's going to be with us right off the rip here. We're going to talk with him for the first probably 30 minutes of the show and then we'll roll on with some phone calls. Doug Plagans from the Cleveland Gladiators, he's going to join us and of course the Lake Erie Monsters. Doug's going to join us a little bit later on and hey, we're going to wrap that up giving you a chance to go see the Gladiators in person for yourself. We've got a couple of pairs of tickets to give away to tomorrow's game at the queue. 
against the Iowa Barnstormers, it is. I love that name. It's a throwback to the old barnstorming baseball days and, and exhibition days back in the day. But uh, anyways, a chance for you to win some tickets to see the Gladiators later on when Doug Plagans joins us. But I got to tell you, this is the second time in this week it was a close call because I almost didn't make it today. And this time, it wasn't technical. It was, had nothing to do with computers. This was good old human physiology, I got to tell you, man. I almost didn't make it to the studio this morning. I was toast. I was cramped up. I was hurting. I was hurting bad to the point that I was wincing in my face to where you could see it. It wasn't photogenic at all, man. And I was calling it a day. And I got to give my kids credit, man, because little little Josh looked at me and Jerry looked at me and said, Dad, uh uh-uh, we need you, Dad. Not only do we need you, Dad, Sports Fix needs you. The Sports Fix universe needs you. And I said, but I can't. I just can't do it. And they said, "Uh uh-uh, Dad. Josh grabs one arm, boom. Jerry grabs the other arm, boom. They carried me. They put me in the studio. They put me back together like the $6 million man. So here we go, baby. I'm rehydrated. I got my fluids, and I am feeling good here. It's Fluid Friday here on the Sports Fix. <laughs> having a good time. All right, all right. Having a good time because of last night. Man, I got to tell you, we talked yesterday. I'll, all right, I'll get into it more when we start the show here in a second. But we talked yesterday about some of those numbers about people and the way they uh, the way they feel about LeBron James. And really, nationally, what was the final number? 28% uh, less popularity since before uh, he left Cleveland in the decision, even now with all the titles. But man, the, the eruption of social media in the last few, uh, twenty not even 24 hours, last 10 hours or so on our pages and, and across everything, it's just amazing. I mean, like a, a fire. <laughs> man, but in all seriousness, a great basketball game last night to kick off the finals. And uh, of course, LeBron comes out cramping uh, at the end of the game, which is what we're joking about. But uh, the Spurs take the game. They dominate the last few minutes of the game and run away with game one of the 2014 NBA Finals. We're going to talk about that. I know a lot of people interested. I've got I've got some comments I can and some I can't read here on the air. But we'll talk about the, Le- the whole LeBron James situation, the drama. Always drama, too, man, you know? And... Uh, and, but anyways, we'll talk about all of that drama. LeBron, can you believe somebody put those words in the same sentence? Your calls, so much more, right here on the Sports Fix, baby. So let's kick this bad boy off. You are listening, as we just said, to the Sports Fix. I am your host, the big daddy on the microphone, J-Rock Jerry Myers, with you here for another Rockin' Friday on the Sports Fix loaded plate as we said welcome in whether you're listening live on the sportsfix.net on TuneIn and Spreaker and Mixler and their radio applications worldwide shout out to my posse over on Mixler in the chat room and of course everybody else listening 24/7 all weekend long on digital delay on iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all of the podcast formats as well. However, you're in here, in here with us and enjoying the show. Thank you so much for being here with us. As always, you guys, uh, you guys, they give me the microphone, but you guys are the voice of the sports fix. And like I said, you can't call in early. We're going to open up the phone lines. I think the first crack at the phones will probably be just about 30 minutes from now. So sit tight with your calls, but please feel free to keep the conversation going on our social media, facebook.com slash the sports fix tweet with us at 
the sports fix cle all one word at the sports fix cle it's a easy way to stay in touch with the show 24 7 email us as well the sports fix at aol.com and don't forget for those of you that are new or perhaps you listen on on all of the other sites that are separate from our main host, thesportsfix.net. It's your one-stop shop for everything Cleveland sports. If you can't find us anywhere else, you can always find us there with the show streams live. We've got all the replays of the show. All of our social media widgets are actually placed on the page. So, while you're on the page, you can listen to the show, you can email us, you can talk to us on Facebook and Twitter all at the same time. Uh, it's pretty cool. So check it out. One-stop shop for everything you need, thesportsfix.net. And as I said, phone lines aren't open because we're going to be joined right off the bat. My man, Jonathan Knight's going to join us. We'll do a little short segment here. We'll get the first break out of the way. We'll come back with JK. And then, as I said, probably about 30 minutes from now, we will reopen the phone lines for you guys. A lot to get into. Indians heading into their longest road trip of the season here. Coming up, feeling good. All of that. So, you know what? Let's not stall anymore. Let's go to the phone lines right now. My man, the sports writer extraordinaire, Jonathan Knight. JK, how you doing this morning? Are you well hydrated and ready to get your fix on? I, well, honestly, I gotta confess, I, I am cramping up a little bit. I can feel a little tightness. It is about seventy-two degrees today, so I am, you know, feeling it a little bit. So, if I do need to be carried off before the before our session's over here, you know, I, I hope you and and everyone will understand. I, I will. I will. You know what? And I get it. You're a gamer, man. If you can't go, then just stop right where you're at. Just stop what you're doing and just stick stop. a hand up. Yeah, and, totally. And, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter the stakes. I, you, you know, my elbow does that occasionally, we, too. And and I sometimes have to, you know, use my left hand, even though I'm right-handed. It, <laughs> it, you know, it happens. The elbow. Now, that's funny because I actually, uh, uh, since we're going to just do this right away, man, I actually made some jokes about that on, on Twitter this morning. Seriously, uh, you look at the and, – and look, all joking aside, you know, before that he was playing well last night. So I'm not sitting here doing the whole LeBron's a choke artist thing, but uh, the elbow – on the way out in Cleveland. Now maybe you have the cramp here on the way out. In, uh, I, I can see the <laughs> fake Twitter That's a account. good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. Yes, this is strikingly familiar in some ways. I mean, the elbow was was even worse than this, let's face it. This this was, I think, and everyone's having their fun with it. Uh, and I, he did overplay it. I don't think there's any doubt that there's more than a little bit of diva in LeBron James. We know that all too well by now. But uh, but I think in this case there is there's some more truth to it than the elbow thing. The elbow thing still bothers me to this day. It really scares me in some ways because it really was sort of the the scab covering this really deep and dark little hole of. Whether or not he was sort of letting the team lose on purpose or not putting forth his great effort, and that still to me is probably the ugliest scene I have ever seen on the field in in Cleveland sports in my time. That was just really just hard to swallow, hard to understand, hard to hard to accept. This was just you know I I I knowing people who have had like cramps, and I know that that he and he has had a history of that uh, yes. from from what I've read. I, I don't remember it being a big problem in Cleveland. Of course, the air conditioning never went out, but yeah, I mean I that but, but that's those are very rare conditions. So I don't want to play too much into it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you tie that in with the history that he's had, and it does make you wonder. And you know what? 
Uh, you touched on something right there in what you just said. So many people look and talk and their feelings about LeBron are, I think it's kind of uh, masked a little bit by the anger over the decision that not as many people outside of joking bring up the elbow like what you just said there because, you know, to this day, I look back like you, angry, not laughing about, oh, LeBron shooting left-handed free throws. I mean angry because, you know, you hear the reports afterwards from doctors that structurally nothing was wrong, nothing yeah. that shows up on an MRI or an X-ray. It was, it was, and then you get the well, you know, people, you know, feel pain differently and all that. And I'm, and I, yeah. to this day, I do not buy that there was anything wrong there. And I think that that was part of the exit strategy of whatever. Yeah, the hell absolutely. Happened. I totally agree. At the time, it was a joke. If you remember when it first yeah, came up, it really what kind of was kind of a joke and. And at most, we sort of rolled our eyes. But after seeing the way, because it, it, it was right at the beginning of that of that Boston series, that semifinal series that turned out to be the end, it was, I think it was game one that it really first came in. He started shooting left-handed and all of that nonsense. Yeah. And we all just, <laughs> okay, you know. And I think there was a concern deep down that, oh, my gosh, what if he's really hurt? But after the way that entire series and then, of course, leading up to the decision, after all of that played out the way that it did, we could look back on it. And you're exactly right. It, it was I've always had the theory that that was his out, that, yes. that he was he had kind of sort of plans like, OK, wait, I can't justify bailing out of Cleveland if this team, which was poised to run at least to the finals, that was a very good team. We forget how good that team was, how much better that team was than the year before when they had won 67 games and lost to Orlando in the conference finals. That team was poised. There was really, to me, there was nothing that was going to stop that team if it was playing to its capacity, to at least making the finals and perhaps winning it all. And of course, if they do that, he can't then stand up and say, yeah, I need to go somewhere else. I need to go to Miami with my friends because that's the only way I'm going to win. You just won. The Cavaliers did everything they could in their power to bring a championship team to your doorstep and, and succeeded. So I, I'd always felt that the elbow was phase one of his out, of his exit strategy, that, that he was going to, oh, he's going to have a phantom elbow injury that explains why he's playing like garbage the rest of this series. And that's exactly what happened. He played, he was invisible the rest of that series. And not surprisingly, the Cavs lost. So I have no proof to back that up other than the fact that he never played that poorly before or since in the playoffs. And as you said, there's never any evidence that that was a genuine injury to his elbow. So it's still, you're right, it still bothers me to this day. And, and maybe that's the thing that sort of irritates that old wound when we see him doing it again to some extent last night. And you know what? Not only that, too, but look at, I always joke and call him the anti-Willis Reed, you know, but he creates those scenarios. We've seen it. We saw it in Cleveland, and we've seen it in Miami where he goes down, and he's down like he was shot. We're looking for the Zapruder film to see who was on the grassy yeah. knoll, and then he finds his way minutes later to return triumphantly, you know, like like Willis yeah. Reed, except on purpose. And, and that's what, when I look back to the elbow, I go, come on, man. I mean, that was custom made to to come back, you know, rise to the occasion. He loves that story. He loves that. Last night, right yeah. before the cramping, I don't know if you guys remember listening, but he took a shot and uh, and went to a knee and he just 
genuflected there for a second and got his thoughts together as he got back up. And I just, I laugh every time because uh, it's amazing. The biggest, strongest, most physically gifted player most times on the court, and yet these little guys can send him flying across the court if they hit him. And uh, and it just so, but you know what? I want to say this for people who think that it's just Cleveland, which by the way, it's far from just Cleveland. I think I'm, I'm members of about 350 different groups on Facebook and probably 50 and 60 of them are just basketball groups. And this is everywhere. This is far from a, a just uh, Cleveland thing here. But for anybody that doesn't think that this is fair game, do, do you not remember Dirk Nowitzki being ill and those two clowning it up and laughing at him and all of that doing the same thing that people are doing today about what happened to LeBron last night. So to me, it's fair game. It is absolutely fair game, you know, and, and you know what? My man LG wrote an article this morning that was really spot on. It said, hey, everybody's laughing today, but he is a great athlete, and odds are he will bounce back with a couple of big performances in this series because that's what he does, and I get that. But for today, I, I'm, I, I think it's fair game. But people forget that that, was, that wasn't funny. That stuff with Dirk was petty and mean-spirited, and that was why. Do you know, we talked about it yesterday, JK. People think that the decision was the low point of his popularity he actually lost another five or six percentage points off of uh, his popularity on many polls after that series with Dallas so he actually reached the low point there and yesterday I was talking about it now even went into four straight vinyls and went into and maybe went in a third one here he is 30% overall less popular than he was when he left Cleveland, even with all the success that he's had, which I think really speaks volumes to the way a lot of people feel about him. Well, sure. I think he's, and for a lot of, and for a lot of the reasons you just said, I think he brought a lot of this on himself. Obviously, the heart of that is the decision, and, and, and not just that he, that he screwed Cleveland. I don't think it's pervasive across the country that people feel sorry for Cleveland. I think that he could have treated Cleveland better. I think it has less to do with that and more to do with the fact that he basically stood up and said, yeah, I can't win this by myself. I don't want to try to win this by myself. I need help. And that's something that Jordan Bird Magic would never have done and sort of really knocked him down in their eyes. You know, I think prior to that, the thought was, for many people outside of Cleveland, it was like, well, LeBron is carrying this franchise. He's doing the best he can do. The Cavs' success has been entirely because of him, and, and they haven't given him what he needs to succeed. And then when he stood up and said, yeah, I'm going to Miami with my buddies, that argument sort of went away. It was, now, you're admitting that you can't do this, and you don't want to try. And, and I think that changed, for a lot of people outside of Cleveland, that forever changed uh, LeBron, the view of LeBron. And even now that he's won a couple of championships and, and, as you said, could be on his way to a third straight here, which wouldn't surprise me at all to to, to see him bounce back. I, even that I don't think will surprise people, particularly, again, because he put that bar so high with that preposterous little pep rally that they had when they first signed in Miami. Yeah, we're going to win not three, not four, not five, not six, whatever they said, whatever the exact words they used, basically was they were going to be this UCLA type of dynasty for the next decade, and <laughs> right off the rip, they go off and lose their first trip to the final. So, I, you know, they brought this on themselves. He has brought this upon himself, and you can't feel sorry for all the ridicule that he is taking now. 
And I'll tell you what, and I'm going to talk about this later. When we, when JK is not on, I'll pick this up more about the finals. But for those of you that want to talk about Cleveland and, and how LeBron had to do it. Them- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Self and, you know, look back in, uh, at the lineup for that 2007 finals and stuff. Well, last night... For the last seven minutes of the game, sure looked like Sasha Pavlovic and Larry Hughes were running all over the court for the Miami Heat because where was where was the super team? Where was Dwayne Wade? Where was anybody else to step up there? You know, and I find that uh, I find that amusing. All the talk about how he had to do everything by himself because I. I do agree that the 2007 team was not ready to win and it did not have the right parts, no. but I believe exactly what JK said five, 10 minutes ago, dead on. I've said it from that day. They were poised to win a championship with that team that they had at the end. I love it. How some people will sit here and go, Oh, they had a, they had Shaq in the last year of his career. He actually played two more seasons after that. He was not at the end. He was effective enough as the second half of what you got with Z that the two of them together combined to make a pretty, pretty solid center position there. They had Jameson who still had, I mean, he's still playing, you know? Yeah. That was a great team. Jameson, you still had uh, Williams. You still had Delonte. You, I mean, that was a real, arguably probably the best team in Cavs franchise history, that 2010 team. The 2019 team went one step farther and won a few more games, but that 2010 team, the last team with LeBron, they had done everything. It's heartbreaking when you look. They had responded to every need. Everything worked brilliantly. The front office just did a majestic job putting that team together. And and you're right. When you look at 2007, yes, that was LeBron carrying that team entirely by himself all the way to the finals, and he deserves all the credit for that. 2009 and 2010, he was still obviously the, the MVP and the most important player on that team, but that he was not the only weapon on that team. That team was a playoff team without him in 2009 and 2010. I agree. And, you know, some people, you know, to this day, that, it doesn't matter. You can't convince people of that because there's people that go, Mo Williams was garbage. And, the, well, when he played with LeBron, he was an all star. I'm not saying that by right. himself he is, but that is the equation. He does play with LeBron. Therefore, he is an all star. You know what I mean? Like right. that argument doesn't hold water when they go, well, he was only good because he played with LeBron. Point is, at that time, he was good. He was good enough for what you needed him to do. Now, I'll give you that. I do think that probably the biggest of the guard play, the weakness of that team, was that Mo Williams couldn't play a lick of defense, and he did uh, He did choke up when it came to shooting in the playoffs. But still, overall, I thought Mo Williams was okay. Again, and I'm not saying 
somebody else wouldn't have been better because somebody will go, oh, well, you know, but those teams could have won. Those teams. Well, sure, and he didn't have to be. That's the problem won. now that this Miami Heat thing and getting the, you know, the three, arguably three of the best players in the NBA to, to form this little cabal and, and, and form their own little team. Now it's like, well, yeah, well, let's, let's just build these all-star teams where we have the best five players at every position on the same team. And that's, that's not the you know this is a new development. It's not going to last, obviously. But you look at the, you look at like you mentioned, Mo Williams. Sure, he, was he the best point guard in the NBA? Absolutely not. Did he fit very well into that system? Sure, he did. He was a great part, and that was what that team was. It wasn't LeBron James and and the equivalent of Michael Jordan and the equivalent of Larry Bird. It wasn't a dream team. It was back when believe it or not that we. we have to you also almost pass ten so we talk about this. It was back in the days when you would build a tape for, for these superstars to say, Yeah, you're where we're going. You used to have to piece things together and to, to build a championship team. And that's what the Cavs did and they did it brilliantly for those two years. No, I agree with you, man. You know, and that's one argument that I have with people you know, to this day. And uh and you know, anyways, uh, you look at you look at what could have been, obviously it wasn't, uh, but Fix, talking to Jonathan Knight, we were talking a little about LeBron. I want to get my my break out of the way real quick before I lose the cake because I want to shift and talk a little bit of Indians with you, my man. We're going to pick up guys that are listening. We'll pick up on this a little bit later. We'll talk some more about the uh, NBA Finals, the actual game itself. Um, there was a lot of people playing in that heat. Nobody else cramped up. Amazing. Duncan is 8,000 years old, man, and uh, and he did pretty good last night. But we'll talk more about that. Set the night. J-Rock coming back, talking a little Indians baseball as they head into the longest JK's at with the Indians now here after a, a pretty good week since the last time we talked. Don't go anywhere. Talking some Indians baseball live on the Sports Pick. When it comes to Cleveland sports, we go from can't touch this. to I can't watch this. So listen to the fix. It's easier on the eyes. Hey, guys, before we go to the break, I want to talk to you a little bit again about our good friends at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Of course, you know, during Brown season, we're there each and every week. What a fun time it was last year. But not just that, so many more reasons for you to check out the Harry Buffalo today. The UFC, the ultimate fighting championships, some of the hottest fights in the world today, each and every one of their huge events Harry Buffalo is one of the few places in Northeast Ohio you can go there and watch each and every UFC fight at the Harry Buffalo. And let me tell you, I've been there. The people are out the door. They are to the rafters. It is one of the craziest environments for some UFC fights. Wing Mondays, they've got great deals on wings and drinks. And every day of the week, there's a different special, a different deal. And don't forget the Bison Burger, the unbelievable. It is the combination of a fantastic burger and eating healthy combined into one unbelievable sandwich you have got to get a bison burger while you're there so whatever you're looking for whatever day of the week monday through friday saturday sundays there's something for you at the harry buffalo north olmstead just outside great northern mall check them out today harry buffalo join the herd everybody this is jerry the king lawler for the sports thing 
Indians fans, GV Art and Design has unleashed their new baseball collection. This summer, you've got to have one of the hottest baseball shirts available. Indians themed GV Art has them covered from top to bottom. Chief Wahoo, keep the Chief, one of the hottest sellers going today. GV Artwork, knocking it out of the park, teaming up with Michael Brantley to create a custom Dr. Smooth t-shirt. Bringing back an old classic GV Artwork, bringing out the wild thing. Give them the heater design. The Cleveland That I Glove collection continues to grow. New designs for women and so much more. GVArtwork.com, bringing it full force to the plate for baseball season this year. Whether you check them out online, GVArtwork.com, use the sales code FIX10, FIX10, to save 10% on your total purchase. Whether you go to their store in Lakewood, check them out at the Cleveland Indians, team shops around Progressive Field, and so much more. GV Art and Design. It's It's not not just just a shirt. shirt. It's a statement. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Swear the music is not in any way intentional or meant to meant to mean anything in the background. For those of you that may be chuckling, honest, they're all just coincidences all day long. Welcome back into the sports fix. J Rock back with you, and real quick, to what we were talking about, Jonathan Knight with us here, uh, going back to the phone lines. I see some people. See Bruce in the chat room brings up uh, LeBron beating Detroit by himself. See, that's 2007. That's what you're thinking of. You know, that is the team that wasn't good enough to win. And even then, I remind you that he also got a career performance from one Booby Gibson in that one right there. But uh, we'll keep that conversation going. Welcome back to the sport. It's J-Rock here, Jonathan Knight on the phone lines. And J.K., just uh, to follow up what you were talking about before the break, when you talked about the uh, the teams before the Miami, the, the whole putting a super team together, I think of those, those Pistons teams that LeBron ended up beating. I mean, Ben Wallace was a superstar on those teams. I mean, no offense, Ben Wallace right. was a hustler, but, I mean, he was a rebounding non-foul shooting guy. I love Ben Wallace. I mean, I like the game that he brought, but it wasn't a game. You know what I mean? And Rasheed Wallace and Tayshawn Prince, all good role players, Chauncey Billups. But uh, but that was the definition of a team that was better than the sum of its parts, much like the Indians. Good segue. I like that. Well done. Yeah, you like that. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Actually, actually, though, thinking back of it, man, that's uh, that's the way I look at it. But looking at, hey, let's talk about the Indians, you and me. Since the last time we talked, I mean, you sweep the homestand here. Things really, uh, and and we talked about uh, yesterday, 60 games right at the exact same spot that they were a year ago here, even though they got there different ways. Where are you at with things right now? And how funny that is. I've been thinking about that all with the off day yesterday, a little break here before the Indians embarked on this long road trip. So, so funny. Such a, such a mirror image in some ways. I guess in some ways, it, 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 in general, I guess it, they, they have sort of followed the same pace as last year. Last year, they, they got off to a slow start in April, just like this year, and they righted the ship a little quicker last year but then hit a, 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 some real turbulence this time of year. So it's funny, looking at it, this year they stand at 30 and 30 after winning six in a row. Last year they were 30 and 30 after losing five in a row. So it, it, they're really at a point where it's, they're coming to the same point and they're almost mirror images of, of where they were a year ago. Losing streak that they wound up at the end of that, there were three games under 500, 
and then did right the ship and, and had a nice July and really turned it around and, and, and hung in there through August. So, yeah, I mean, this is surprise. I certainly did not expect them. I, I figured they would. The last time they talked, they haven't lost since the last time we talked, ironically. Nope. I, the last time we talked, they were, they were getting ready to host Colorado. I, I had a feeling they were going to bounce back. I just feel like they, they, they seem to play very they, – they, they tend to play interleague well at home. When they go on the road and they're at a National League park, I think the loss of the DH just completely, really obliterated Carolina. But when they play National League team at home, historically, the last two, three years, they've done quite well. So I figured they would bounce back. I did not expect a sweep. That was great to see. And certainly did not expect them to, to take three in a row over Boston, uh, particularly in the, in the dramatic fashion that they did. So th- this is really, really exciting. And the other thing, I guess, uh, another contrast that we've seen to this point uh, this season compared to last season is that this season they are doing the opposite of what they were doing last year in that this year they're standing up to the big boys. They're beating good teams. They just swept Detroit. They just swept Boston. They've, they've won series against teams that were in the playoffs a year ago or at least in playoff contention, even if they're not having great seasons this year. These are, these are top-notch teams. Whereas they're, they're now they're on the other hand they're struggling against teams that they really should be mopping the floor with in Chicago for whatever reason they're really struggling with the White Sox after going 17 and two last year so I I don't know if that's better or worse I guess it's a little more frustrating because you can see that potential there last year we just kind of chalked it off as well they're not quite there yet they're beating up on these cupcakes and then anytime they play. Boston, Detroit, the Yankees, they're going to struggle, and that's where this eight-game losing streak that they went on a year ago at this time started because they started playing Detroit, New York, Boston, yep. and, and that's where their struggle started. So th- we're seeing that, and we're seeing the opposite of that, which is more encouraging if they had on this road trip because guess what? They're playing more playoff contenders, Texas and Detroit, and, and then Boston again for and Fenway. So I, there's plenty of reason for optimism. I don't see an eight-game losing streak that we saw a year ago at this time. I don't see that happening this time, or at least during this little road swing. Uh, but at the same time, too, they, they also need to, another course correction that they're going to have to address, for as great as it is to see them playing so well at home and winning nine in a row at Progressive Field, their road record is abysmal. They need to, I don't understand why there's such a differentiation. You don't see that in baseball very often between home and away. But they need to write that ship very quickly. They need to be able to prove to, to themselves, if no one else, that they can win on the road because that's something that has really been a, a, a sticking point for them the first quarter of the season here. Yeah, the road record is the worst in baseball. And looking around, I don't know if you have. I don't know if you've just been uh, focused on the Indians or if you've looked around. To ask you this, if you think it's a ever or maybe uh, a course correction for major oh, football does a great job with parity amongst its teams, not necessarily just the standings, but just looking at the records, you really have very few extremely poor records this year. And even the worst record is, right. only, I believe, 14 or 15 games under 500. Most teams right. are around 500 or close enough to it. I mean, I'm looking at the winning percentages across the league. I, I don't think I can recall seeing this where you literally only have one team that has not won at least 40% of their games. I mean, that's a very different from what we're used to seeing in baseball. Right, and nor do you, nor are you seeing anyone really running away with it. I think San Francisco has the best record in baseball, and they, they're sort of the aberration. Everybody else is, there's some good records out there to be sure, but nobody's running away with it, and, and for that matter, the teams that you would expect to have really powerful records, or at least be atop their division or running away with the division, they're not. 
Look at the American League East, for goodness sake. That thing is Tampa. completely turned upside down. You have Toronto in first place with a, with a nice, comfortable lead over Baltimore. And Baltimore, I know they've, they've been good the last couple of years, but, uh, but that's still sort of a surprise that they've been able to maintain this. And then you go on down through the Yankees. The Red Sox are under 500 after losing 10 in a row a couple of weeks ago. And then Tampa Bay, I think, has, if not the worst record in the American League, very close. And that's very, very surprising because we all know that they're better than that. And you're right. I mean, you look at the teams you expect to be right there. Texas has a losing record. Um, there are a hand, I mean, the, the entire American League Central, I think it's safe to say Detroit has been a disappointment in these last couple of weeks. They were sort of running away with it there for a while. And now that they're, they're just only, what, about five games over 500. So you're absolutely right. There's something going on. I don't know if it's parody. I don't know if it's a complete aberration. But this is, this is great news for, for not only for the Indians, but for all mid-market, mid-sized market, uh, teams that there's, that they can compete. This is showing them that, hey, you know what, if you play 500, or a little bit above 500, you're right in the race in your division. There's really no division or no market, no team that's running away with things that you think, okay, we can't catch them. We're seeing it all over baseball. And Bruce in the chat room made a good point. Still 100 games to go. I'm very curious. Well, sure. Maybe a month and a month and a half from now, I'd love to look back. I'm, I want to see if this holds form, even if it mostly does. I know some teams are going to fall off. You understand that with the length of a season, especially teams that aren't deep, you know, but uh, I'm very curious to see how much of this holds up because, I mean, across the board, I'm just surprised, not just at the individual teams, just overall that uh, that the, the I guess, parity is the word. And Tampa is probably the biggest surprise. You brought them up. I mean, who saw them, you know, being the worst team in the American League by far? I mean, they're by, by several games. Houston, I believe, is like three and a half games better than uh, than Tampa. Yeah, is that's at this stunning. Point. That's stunning. And and just in Houston, that's another good example. Last year, they were oh, they were hopeless. They were completely oh. pathetic, along with Miami in the National League. And you look at both of them, particularly Miami. Miami's right in the thick of things in their division. And, and Houston, as you said, has has bounced back as well. So yeah, I, that's this is this is good news. Even if it is an aberration, even if it is a a short term mirage that will that will correct itself as the season goes on. Um, we shall see, but but it is a good sign. I, I like to see that. I would love to see baseball become more like, as you said, the NFL, and 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 see a little more parity. I don't know that abject parity, the way we have it in the NFL, is necessarily a good thing. I think it's good for optimism. It's good for for long suffering fans, knowing that yeah, we can turn this around in a year or two. I don't think that is what's happening, and I don't really want that either in baseball. But it's it's at least there's that glimmer of hope there that. Yeah, okay, yeah, you did a 90-loss team, you can, within a year or two, get back to 500, and getting back to 500 will keep you in the race, especially with all these extra wild cards. It's a good sign. And and it's almost a shift. You brought up the East. I mean, how it's almost they just flip the teams upside down because the three big ones are the bottom three teams. And the same thing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you you love your credit card rewards? Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? In the West, I mean, now Seattle did spend all that money on Cano, but uh, same thing over there in the West. You got the teams that have the big budgets and the big money payrolls are lying in the bottom of that division. And then who's at the top? As always, by the way. As always. Who, who is love sitting it. there? Love that Oakland's there. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland, as always, man. I dare people to name five players on the Oakland A's off the top of your head, yet somehow right. they are <laughs> always right there. I don't know if I could. I would have to stop and think and try to go, wait a minute, oh yeah, Oakland has that guy, oh yeah, okay, because it's just amazing what they are able to do year in and year out over there, man. Yeah, and and yet we also know that they will lose in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, it's an unfortunate unfortunate result of their system that they're obviously not built for the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, this is it's a great story, and, and I would love to see them make a run in the playoffs. I'd love to see this translate into, even if not a World Series, just get past the Division Series, get them into the LCS, get them more visibility, at least extend the series a little bit so that you improve your chances a little bit, because they're doing it the right way. For as much as people, for as polarizing as Billy Bean and Moneyball and, and that whole philosophy is, clearly it works. I mean, this is now, we're, we're closing in on 15 years now, but this has just been a brilliant turn of events for that whole franchise. And I think that it's, you're seeing it across the board, and maybe that. I, not to give him too much credit again, but I think when you when you see teams beginning to actually teams that have been suffering for so long, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, teams that have been just absolutely miserable and abysmal in front office decisions for for decades, suddenly in a matter of three or four years, they 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 get smarter and they're starting to do things much smarter. You have to say, well, yeah, I'm sure there's got to be some money ball factor that goes into that, or at least a little bit of intelligence or thinking differently than they were for the previous 15 or 20 years in Pittsburgh's uh, case of just doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. I love my guys. They don't use Google in the chat room. They've come up with four members of the Oakland A's so far in the last uh, 90 seconds or so, and two of them are former Cleveland Indians. Former Indians. I was going to say, let's just talk about former Indians. I mean, I know they had Bartolo for a long time. Now they've got Kazmir. Uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's probably a handful of other guys that, that at one point or another played for the Indians that wind up at Oakland. But I think it's funny. While we're talking about it in the chat room, they got Google at their hands, but they choose not to use it, and they can only come up with four players who yeah. play on Oakland. That's a, That'll just go to show yeah. you. Hey, you know what? You can't tell, can take over McGuire either. <laughs> We talked about this yesterday with Mike Brandenburg. You got the longest trip of the uh, season coming up thus far. And overall, you got 10 games. But, you know, you have Texas and the back end is Boston. You got two four-game series. And then you've got the uh, double shot with uh, Baltimore mixed in the middle. But you're catching those teams at good times. I mean, uh, we know what we just dealt with Boston and we just did that. And uh, Texas is sitting a game under 500 right now. And they're in a lot of trouble with their injuries and the depth and all the problems that they're having. Um, so it's an opportunity to see if they can go and right this ship in the road. Like you talked about the kind of startest thing here. You've got nobody on the uh, pitching staff coming up here against Texas. An opportunity to win some series here on the road. Step at a time. I think if the goal for this 10 games is so long, let's win five. 
let's get back here at 500 yeah. and and not sink below that mark again. And I think that that alone will build confidence. If they can go 500 on this road trip, win one or two of these series, and maybe split the other one, I think that would be a, a phenomenal success because they're not going to. Let's not have you know ridiculous expectations that they're going to carry this winning streak a whole lot farther because this is the, you know, they, they tend to struggle with Texas and and once you get into a longer road trip like this, basically two weeks on the road, that that tends to take its toll as well. So one step at a time. Let's let's hold our own on this road trip, come back home, still at 500, presumably still within arm's reach of Detroit, unless they miraculously catch fire here. That would be, that would be, a, that would be a great win. That would be, that would be a fantastic development to see as, as we head into July, believe it or not. By the time they get back, we'll be into late June here. Absolutely. And you know something else, too? I mentioned this earlier. I just want, I've got two questions for you to wrap things up. Number one, out of these players, tell me if you think all, none, or how many of them. I think, and this is assuming that everybody doesn't, nobody falls off the cliff in the next couple of weeks again. But I think when you're looking at the Indians and you start looking at all stars and who should make it, I think you can make arguments, obviously, Michael Brantley, but I think Corey Kluber, no doubt. I think yeah. oh, I think yeah. Lonnie Chisenhall is getting his name in that conversation. Michael Bourne as yeah. well. I think you could easily see three, four, maybe you know a handful of these guys make the All Star team this year. But what do you think about those four that I named? I think that all four of them should should be either no brain or heavy consideration guys for what they've done so far. Well, yeah, I mean, all things being equal, we have to keep in mind that the, the whole voting thing and then uh, fan voting and then, you know, managers picking players, this is not a perfect science. This is so we're, you know, you're never going to get a, a, a perfectly adequate, perfectly appropriate all-star team. So uh, keeping that in mind, that if all things being equal, obviously Brent, Michael Brantley, my gosh, yes. Michael Brantley and Corey Kluver absolutely deserve to be on the all-star team. And if they are not there and that just further diminishes. And there's no reason not to watch the All-Star game because both of them absolutely deserve to be there. As far as the other guy, turn the ball and ball. I mean, they certainly hit it off to good starts. I think what, what, what would inhibit them is probably sample size. I mean, they both, Warren was hurt for a while. Chimadol obviously is not the everyday starter. So I think, and, and Chimadol too is not exactly proven. So in terms of getting attention, getting votes, getting, getting that momentum onto the team, I think that's, both of those are long shots for that reason. But even even though it's your side, you know, you gotta look at I, I look at the bullpen. I know it's always harder for guys who aren't closers who are the yeah. sexy who are not the sexy uh, you know, relief type of guys or sort of the setup guys, seventh and eighth inning guys. My goodness, they they have had all star seasons to this point. You look at Kluber, you look at Shaw, you look at some of the other guys that is Atchison, uh Rusbinski. I bet you can make an argument for any one of them. Now it's always hard for those guys to make it in and I don't expect any of them to, but yeah, I mean geez, yeah. Absolutely, those guys are having all-star conversations to this point. I'm with you, my man. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Let's see who holds up what, but it's going to be a, it's been a while too since there's been more than the who gets the Indians all-star vote. You know what I mean? Who's the, right. the lone Indian? <laughs> Remember the years when Sandy Alomar wouldn't oh. play in the first half of the season and would still wind up in the all-star game because <laughs> the team had to have those one, days. Somebody know? had to go, and he was the only one people recognized. So. He would. Everyone would vote for him, even though he'd only, you know, batted ten or twelve times. 
I'll never forget during the 80s, my dad, you know, now I think back and I, I didn't know the difference then, but he would always tell me when I'd be like, oh man, the Indians got, you know, Greg Swindell in the all-star game or whatever. Right. He'd be like, every <laughs> team has to send Brooks somebody. Kobe, somebody like yeah, that, yeah. Exactly. Andy Allenson went one year, I think, and represented the Indians, you know, like, yeah. you, you never, I, I'm, I think so. I'm almost sure Andy Allenson represented the Indians at an all-star game. I'm not positive about that, but uh, regardless. Uh, yeah, and then he would always tell me that, and I didn't know that that was true. Now I look back and I go, oh, makes a lot more sense now. Exactly. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Another uh, unfortunate uh, reality of the All-Star game that you have forced <laughs> representation, so you end up with people who probably shouldn't be there while people, guys who do deserve to be there, are, are watching it on TV. Absolutely. All right, last question for you, and this I'll give credit to Vince McKee, the author. He asked me this this morning. I said, man, I'm going to ask Jonathan Knight this. What What do you think is the harder Triple Crown to win, baseball or racing? I say baseball because a horse only has to win three races, number one. And number two, a horse doesn't know what it's doing, so there's no pressure. There's no there's no thought yeah. process. You know what I mean? It's just running. And and we know that the horse won, but the horse doesn't know that the yeah. horse won. So I think it's baseball by far. Yeah, I, I agree. I think just the human element of it, as you said, the the, the in baseball, the, <laughs> the player knows exactly what's going on, has to deal, to deal with the media and spotlight and all this. Horses, not so much, aren't really concerned about that. <laughs> and then even even putting that aside, I mean, that thing, uh, a guy going for the triple crown in baseball. Only have you know has to go through it for six months every single day, and then uh, you know a tremendous amount of pressure there in that last month as as he's coming up on it. But at the same time, history would suggest now that uh, Carl Yastrzemski is not the last guy to do it. That we've had a guy win a triple crown in baseball more recently than we've had a horse win yep. a triple crown in racing. So statistically well, speaking, you know there's an argument to be made that it is easier for baseball. I don't we get. If we get Sinus Horse uh, this weekend to win it all, then then we can put that argument to rest for for a while. Yeah, but look at the time though. It had been uh, what almost a decade longer um, that somebody didn't win the Triple Crown than so far in foot in baseball than it has so far in, in baseball. Racing. Oh, right, sure, absolutely. So and in many of those cases, horses that, that may have been primed to to win the Triple Crown just didn't race for whatever reason. They were injured or whatever. That they just they, they could have been set up to do it, but they just they never even got the shot. So yeah, I, much much harder. I think it's much more of a, of something special, something to be remembered when it happens in baseball, as opposed to horse. And of course, baseball being more popular than yeah. horse racing. And speaking of that, I don't know about you, J.K. I never, and I like to. I'm not saying I'm a I'm no degenerate gambler or anything like that, but I like a good wager. I like a good competitive contest. That I've never gotten the deal with horse racing. I just I've never gotten into it, man. It just doesn't do it for yeah. me. You too, or what no? is that? Was that what Arnold Rothstein always said? Never bet on anything that uh, that can talk. But he was more <laughs> inclined to go into the into the horses than say boxers. But, I mean, did it ever grab you? I mean, you're a sports guy, but I no. mean, you're, you're kind of like me. Did no, I, no honestly, Kentucky Jerry, the, the one, I'll watch the Kentucky Derby, and that's it. I mean, that's, that's two and a half minutes. That's my that's my dedication to racing. And then I'll watch, you know, that's horse racing, and then I'll watch maybe 10 minutes of the Indy 500 for car it? racing. Like, racing's just never, I can see the appeal of it, and, and, you know, at least in short bursts, I guess. 
uh, in particular the Kentucky Derby because it's so simple. One time around, whoever's fastest, there is a little bit of an adrenaline rush there. I can I can get it, and I can see the appeal of car racing as well. But yeah, I, I I'm with you. I, there's not enough there. There's not enough there to sustain me, even from a gambling sense. Even if I had money riding on it to make it more interesting, I I I, I don't see the appeal, and I think it is sort of a fading part of sports to some extent. I mean, it'll always be there, but certainly uh, horse racing and, and boxing, especially, uh, uh, not that we're talking about, I'm just lumping it in there. Uh, examples of sports that, you know, 30, 40 years ago were a much bigger deal than they are now. I think you're seeing them both begin to fade a little bit. Car racing, yeah. not so much. I think there's enough appeal there, that, and there's enough extracurricular uh, entertainment there that that's going to continue to grow. But, yeah, horse racing, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't really see the appeal. And there's enough local, you know, Thistle Down and, and uh, down here in Columbus, side of the Downs, and that, those types of places locally that you don't need to have your fix on from a national race. You know, the Kentucky Derby is fun, but it's not the only place you can go for if you have that itch to watch a, to watch horse racing. So it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's dying, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't see it 50 years from now really kind of persevering and being like a, a topic of conversation on sports talk radio. I think it's just missing the human element for me. Even the car racing and horse oh, racing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's not as much drama, too. I mean, yeah. it's fun for that two minutes that they're racing. But, yeah, what are we, we going to tell this life story of this horse? They, like you said, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can watch There's no humans. real drama there. There's no motivation. It's just, oh, I'm going to run and I'm going to get carrots later. All right. <laughs> In the Olympics, I can watch humans race all day long. I think that's sure. – I get into watching guys that trained to be at their peak. But whether it's a horse or – or a car, that's an artificial part of it that just takes it away from me. I'll watch humans race in the Olympics all day long, you know? Right. Just me. And that's a and good example, too, because the Olympics are all about stories. It's, it's almost right. less about the events and more about the backstories and the, the human drama, and that's the exact opposite of horse racing. All right, my man, the sports writer extraordinaire, Jonathan Knight, always great. Thank you so much for being with us. By the time you and I catch up next week, they'll be two-thirds of the way through this road trip, and we'll see how close they are to coming back with those five victories. Hopefully they've already got them in the bag by the time you Maybe, and I Maybe, yeah. Up. We've been a week since the last time we talked. They haven't lost, so maybe by next week they, we still will have no defeats to talk about. Maybe they'll Team still be unblemished straight. by the time we talk again. Yes, that's I seriously doubt that, but here's hoping. <laughs> here's hoping to you. JK, you have a good day. Refreshed. Yeah, by Don't all means, cramp. everyone else. It's hot. It sneaks up on you. And if it's, you know, you need to, you know, some help getting to your car, grease. It's no, don't be ashamed to ask for help. If somebody ask needs to help. carry you back, whatever. Don't, universal, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be a hero. Do the universal signal. Just stick your hand up in the air and wait. Sure. They, Which they, I guess symbolically is what LeBron did with his career with a decision four years ago, right? He put his hand up in the air. Hey, uh, Dwayne Wade, I need help. Oh, they carried him then, and they carried him last night. What a way to end it. <laughs> my man, JK, you have a great week, and you and I will catch up next Friday, my man. You too, buddy. Take care. All right, you too. That's my man, Jonathan Knight. Always a good time. When we come back. Oh, man, we're up against the end of uh, hour one here. Let's get you some news. My man Doug Plakins is going to join us here momentarily and so much more. We're going to give away some Gladiators tickets. We're going to take some phone calls. Matter of fact, if I can squeeze in a phone call now, I will. I've got, oh, 12 minutes before Doug Plakins joins us. 216-539-7535. 216 216- 
539-7535. Let me get your calls on the, the of course, the <laughs> the fun part of the uh, show today, talking about last night and LeBron and all of that. Your take on the NBA Finals, on the Indians road trip, whatever you want. Hey, they're playing some football out there in Berea these, uh, next week here with the mini camp. Not, not actual football, but you know the whole shorts thing. Whatever you want to talk about, 216-539-7535. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Sports Fix right here on the sportsfix.net on TuneIn, Spreaker, Mixler, and all our applications worldwide. We'll be right back. The Sports Fix, your choice for intelligent talk. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Uh, intelligent talk. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. These guys must be on the wrong station. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get them away. Hey, boo. Boo. The Sports Fix. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you the Sports Fix, proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in, and Quick Lane at Valley Ford Ford truck is one of those places. Whether you've got a truck, car, van, commercial vehicle, big or small, it doesn't matter. They'll fix them all. They're the home of the low price tire guarantee. Find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else and they'll match the price guaranteed. No questions asked. No matter what it is, hey, and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues. People need to get to school, to work, to daycare. All those things need to get done and the car needs to get fixed and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you. Check them out. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane it's an addiction the sports fix will be right back i'm tyler zeller from the cleveland cavaliers and you're listening to the sports fix Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? He won it! Milo hit a three-pointer on the side! In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Copy today. Sports Fix listeners, do you tweet? So do we. So tweet. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With us 24-7 at the Sports Fix CLE. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, thesportsfix at AOL.com. That's thesportsfix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. News break. Good morning, I'm Doug Brown. Turns out the big winner in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, the San Antonio Heat. A power failure inside the AT&T Center left the building without air conditioning for most of the game. LeBron James had to leave with cramping in his left thigh with four minutes to go. The Spurs finish on a 31-9 run and win it 110-95 Game 2 Sunday night in San Antonio. The academic fraud story at North Carolina keeps growing. Rashad McCants, who played on the 2005 National Championship basketball team, tells ESPN's Outside the Lines that tutors often wrote his term papers and that he stayed eligible mostly because of bogus classes. McCants says he made the dean's list one semester despite not attending classes. He received all A's for that semester. Men's semifinals at the French Open today. Number two seed Novak Djokovic beats Ernest Gulbis in four sets. Starting shortly, the defending champ Rafa Nadal against Andy Murray. Oklahoma State freshman running back Devon Thomas faces three felony charges after an armed robbery incident last week. Sports Center on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville sausage. Visit Johnsonville.com for affordable recipes perfect for game time or any time. Johnsonville, served with pride since 1945. You're listening to the Sports Fix. moments where I got like 27 windows open so everything paused I'm like hey let me get to the uh, microphone here so anyways uh, yes I'm having some fun (laughs) if it makes you sweat don't just enjoy the CC Music Factory drink some gate oh speaking of gate real quick welcome back to the sports fix J-Rock back with you we've got 12 minutes I'm gonna try to get two phone calls squeezed in here if at all possible had the phone lines blowing up during the break but real quick uh, talking about the LeBron thing. Did you guys see the uh, the little spat 
with uh, Gatorade, and and they were having some fun with this last night. Brian Scalabrini, he uh, of course a uh, M- former NBA player, coach. Uh, he tweeted to Gatorade, "Where were you when LeBron needed you?" Gatorade tweeted back from their public account, "We were waiting on the sidelines, but LeBron prefers to drink something else." And uh, a little bit later on, a couple of other people did the same thing, and Gatorade responded with, uh, the person cramping is not our client. Our athletes can take the heat. And, uh, of course, then, but then, of course, they back out a little bit because that's what has to happen. Uh, They got a little bit of heat for being too harsh on their Twitter account, which, hey, it's Twitter. It's all fun and games to me anyway. But uh, they actually apologized and said, we have good relationships with the Miami Heat. We were just having some fun with it. And uh, and all joking aside, what is ironic about it is that LeBron, he's a power aid client, but he drinks Gatorade on the sidelines, but he has to take the labels off the Gatorade because he can't be seen on the sideline drinking a competitor to his uh to his sponsorship or whatever. But I just thought it was funny. I like that stuff. I like it when brands utilize social media and have some fun with real time stuff. I mean, you know, it's not like a guy going, Hey LeBron, you need Gatorade. It's Gatorade going, Hey LeBron, you should have been drinking Gatorade. I get a kick out of that. Anyways, welcome back to the Sports Fix. J Rock with you. Go into the phones right now. Caller, you are live on the Sports Fix. 216-539-7535 is the number for you to call. Caller, you're up. J-Rock Daddy. LG Daddy. I know that voice anywhere. What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I I told you. A little cramped earlier, but the kids got me down here, and I'm okay now. I'm all right, man. I wonder how long this is going to last. Probably till the second game, and he comes back with a vengeance to show people... It's Why he is so great at coming back and drawing all the attention that he normally draws. Hey, I thought it was coming last night. To be totally honest with you, you heard me and J.K. talking about it, and I said he's the uh, the anti-Willis Reed drama queen, and, and honestly, I thought it was coming last night. I thought we were going to see two minutes left in the game and you know, ice packs on both thighs, and he was going to find a way to, to limp out there on the court and score 50 points in 10 seconds or something and, and seal his <laughs> legacy. But unfortunately, for one night for him, it was not meant to be. Well, we saw the same thing happen uh, a couple years ago. The Pacers, and he was in foul trouble with five fouls. I, I'm, I'm, I know it's not the difference of being physically able not to perform, but uh, but uh, when you got five fouls, he couldn't be nearly as aggressive as taking it to the hole as LeBron James needs to be for the Miami Heat to be successful. But I got to tell you, man, I just think Sunday he's going to come back and. Uh, and draw some heads. Hopefully somebody's uh, uh, standing by the air conditioning switch to turn it off again, you know? And you know what was funny is uh, Magic Johnson. I, I don't know if you saw his tweet last night, which I thought was uh, was pretty. And, and Magic loves LeBron. Magic thinks LeBron is the best player in the NBA and one of the best in history, and he's a very big LeBron James fan, but uh, he, he tweeted out uh, in that series in 87 against Boston, he named all the games that they played in higher temperatures because in that series, uh, it was notorious that those buildings were sweltering in that 87 series with Boston and uh, L.A. against each other. And uh, it just, you know, uh, 
a lot of people hit us up with that last night. Of course, I'm sure all of you out there listening have seen or heard from somebody say, oh, well, Michael Jordan had the flu and was hung over and he still went out there and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. But that's 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 what's going around all over the place. But I thought it was funny when Magic said that. He said, hey, man, let's not blame the Heat. And in all fairness, hey, LeBron obviously has whatever issues with cramping or whatever, but you listen to the other players, and I thought it was cool that uh, with the exception of LeBron in this situation, nobody else made excuses out of the heat. They all had to play in the same temperatures, and they all said it. And even most of them were like, hey, a lot of them grew up in, in southern places, Texas, and different places where they say, hey, man, this is like playing in the high school gym. I'm good with this. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, uh, some people even well, say the fact, that they took I mean, it out on purpose. Everybody in that game on both sides of the ball, uh, whether it had been a Spurs player or a uh, or a Miami Heat player, uh, they all had to play in the same conditions. I mean, it wasn't better for one than it was another. It's just, uh, so, yeah. you know, we've seen LeBron have cramping issues in the past. Uh, for some reason, the guy must not stay hydrated enough. Uh, that's his problem. He should know better. He's a professional athlete. He gets paid millions of dollars to perform. You'd think he would have hired a, a dietitian or a nutritionalist, especially being LeBron James. You want to stay uh, as agile as possible and have a, a, a leg- you know longevity to your career. I think he should uh, be on top of this. It's not the first time LeBron James has had cramping issues. Did you hear though? LeBron Did you? James, and he probably thinks he knows better than anybody else. Talking about what you just said, though, did you guys hear? And this is actually, in all fairness, what I'm having fun with this, but this is what made me a little bit mad about the excuse making last night by TV people. I saw the ESPN folks. My son uh, clicked over. I left the room and he clicked over to Sports Center. I come back in the room and he goes, Dad, you're going to go nuts. You got to hear what they're saying. And uh, they were throwing. I, I heard in a matter of five minutes, not only did I hear them all making excuses, but they were countering each other's excuses. It was kind of crazy. Uh, one guy said it was because of the flight no no it was be- listen to this lg it was because of the flight it was because of the flight that they had and he couldn't stay hydrated during the flight and that was part of what went wrong i said hang on a second well, you're trying, to, you're trying to tell me to get out of here miami. yeah exactly from and, miami. yeah from miami to san antonio and you're a major league ball player a 35 minutes a 35 minute flight they would have flown him if if he needed coffee. They would have put a coffee IV in his arm on the flight from San Antonio to to uh, Miami. Let's be real about this. This is the NBA. But anyways, this is what one highly paid talking head said. Then another guy said it's because LeBron has so much muscle mass and lean muscle. And then another guy completely countered that and said, nope, that's not it at all. They could not stop stepping over each other to make excuses for it. And I'm going, man, that's ridiculous. All right, LG, my man, you have a good one. I got time for one more phone call. 216-539-7535 is the number to call. 216-539-7535. Pick up the phone and give me a call. And that that really did. Man. My son knows me, too. And, and you know what's funny, too? I know you guys listen to the show and you think, oh, man, J-Rock just hates LeBron. He's anti-heat and all that. I'm really one of those guys that lets people make their own opinions. I'm very outspoken in mine, but I let people, and my kids are the same. Some people would probably assume that, like, my children can't stand LeBron. It drives me nuts, but my youngest son... 
He loves LeBron James and the Miami Heat because you know why? Because he's six years old and he has he has no clue about the grown up reasons that people dislike him. You know, he just plays the video game and and he likes the uh, the uniform of the Miami Heat and and there you go. And you know, but uh, my older son, he's a little bit different. He's a he he likes LeBron as a basketball player, doesn't like him as a person. But I let them make their own decisions. And it was just I got a kick out of it. I walked in the room and he goes, Dad, you got to hear this. You're gonna throw something at the TV. But it really he was right. They were in a circle making excuses. Just say, hey, man, stuff happens. Because I do believe like what LG just said. I think all joking aside, there's going to be a game. If it's game two, whatever, game three, where he bounces back. It's what he does. He is definitely one of the five best players in today's NBA. I have no, there's nothing you can take away from that, you know? So anyways, we'll continue talking about that. But I want to go back to you because I've got about five minutes here. Going back to the phones, caller, you're next up on the Sports Fix. Yeah, good morning, J-Rock. Good morning. Well, it's actually afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, that too. What's hey, up? Hey, it is Muscle this Man. This is Bruce. I believe up, he man? doesn't have any uh, body fat, so his muscles cramp more than it would on, a, so you, say, a fat you, person or... You think that of all those players on the court, you think of, of all those players, he's the only one that has 0% body fat? Because I'm positive that's not true. I'm 100% positive. That's my that's story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're a the LeBron only one guy. I could come up with. I know you're a LeBron guy, and that's cool. And I'm, I get it. I'm not going to argue with anybody about that. But uh, Well, my know, thing and, is, is you know that what? he just wouldn't, he wouldn't sit down in game one. You Here's know, the just, thing. Let me just say this. For anybody that thinks now this is not a serious injury and this is why it's okay for us to do this in my opinion now if we're talking about a torn acl or a broken leg or something like that that's totally different and i would never ever be sitting here having a good time about that this is such a girly thing in in joking terms i mean you got you know i mean how many memes have been sent to me with mitol and all of that stuff in it but that is me just to explain to everybody, that's why I think this is okay because it is such a minor thing that's being over dramatized. Because if this was serious, you would never hear me sitting here going, ha ha ha, LeBron, you know, tore his ACL. Never. I would never do something like that, whether I like the guy or not. So I did just want to clarify that that to me is why. You sprain your finger and you come out of the game, I'm going to make fun of that. You break it, that's a little bit different, you know? Exactly. But, you know, even, you know, like I was, you know, I was going to say, you know, even when you get a, a, a Charlie horse in your leg, there's times that you can't actually walk on it for a few minutes, you know? I know. But, I get it. I get it, man. It's just, but, uh, you can't put I mean, yourself, but Bruce, you can't put yourself at the spotlight of the world and not have this type of reaction go the other way, too, especially. And I got to remind you, Bruce, because you're a LeBron guy. What I said with JK, I think part of the reason people take so much enjoyment in it, it's not because they just hate LeBron because he's good. It's because of things like the way they mocked Dirk Nowitzki when he was ill during the uh, the finals a couple years ago. They blatantly mocked him, and I think people see that. So then when the shoe's on the other foot, they go, ha-ha, that's what you get. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, even the people on ESPN, like you said, you know, they were tripping on each other trying to make excuses for I them. know. You know, and it, and it was, like, ridiculous. I mean, that Stephen A. Smith this morning, <laughs> you know, you would have thought that, you know, he was raising him or something, you know. It was like, good Lord, you know. I mean, it's like, it's a cramp. I know. You know, 
It wasn't and like he, he got his leg it. amputated in the middle of the game. But that's yeah. I'm telling you, and you got so you got to understand. It's not just Cleveland people hate LeBron, and that's where this comes from. I mean, he kind of oh, no. puts himself I had, front uh, and like over a hundred tweets this morning saying, "Hey, your boy, you know, wimped out again," and <laughs> that wasn't exactly the word they used, but you know, I mean, it's like you know, since when did he become my boy? You know, but. Uh. You know, I mean, it was like, you know, all kinds of stuff. And and the Gatorade thing was, like, ridiculous this morning with, you know, like, I got, like, 50 things for free Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you and your boy can sit and drink this, you know? I love it. I love it. Bruce, my man, I'm not trying to cut you short, but I'm actually up against it. Uh, Doug Plagans is coming up Oh, not a problem. I know Doug's coming on, so. I know if you want to talk some tribe after Doug, call me back and we'll, we'll, we'll finish this conversation, okay? Alrighty. All right, Bruce. We're going to hit the break. We'll keep talking about this. We'll talk about some more about this a little bit later on. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. My man, Doug Plagans, voice of the Monsters and the Gladiators. He joins us next live right here on the Sports Fix. Yeah. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town. The Sports Fix. You just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix. You know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see unique original designs fantastic they say cleveland that i love and then they put it on their chest and they put it on your chest too don't forget we tell you all the time use the sales code fix 10 any purchase you make with gvartwork.com you'll save 10 percent on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the sports fix so whether you check them out, gvartwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product. Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's It's the Sports Fix. We'll be right back. The engines are cranking and purring. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And that can only mean one thing. Bike nights are back at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Rev up your hogs and head on down to Harry Buffalo North Olmstead every Monday night. Enjoy $3, $3 drinks, drinks and beers, beers $5 pizzas, and crazy wing specials for all bikers. bikers. All on their open patio. Woo-hoo! Hot bikes, good friends, and great times are waiting for you. 4824 Great Northern Boulevard, right outside Great Northern Mall. Monday bike nights at Harry Buffalo. The, the proud, proud sponsor, sponsor of the Sports, Sports Fix. Fix. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. At the corner of Carnegie in Ontario, it's basketball time at the Q. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Fred McLeod, Hector Marinero. Discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The Indians have won the divisional title. A perfect game for Lynn Barker. What a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their first time in a playoff. It's the first book written from the player's point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Today. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Hey everybody, this is Doug Plagans, the voice of the Lake Erie Monsters, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Howdy, partner. Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the sportsfix.net on TuneIn and Spreaker and Mixler Live and of course on Digital Delay 24/7 on Heart Radio, the world's largest internet radio provider on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all of the podcast platforms as well. Welcome in one and all back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you. Thanks for the couple of phone calls in the last segment. I promise I'm going to reopen the phone lines after this. Plus, at the end of this segment cuz we're going to talk to Doug Plagans, little Gladiators action and I have got, surprise, surprise, I told you guys about this yesterday, I've got a couple of pairs of tickets to the Gladiators game that I'm going to hook you guys up with the opportunity to win at the end of this segment that comes from the Gladiators themselves and uh, my man Daryl Williams and Team DLW. So I will talk to you guys about that at the end of this segment. But phone lines are closed. You can hit us up, facebook.com slash thesportsfix. Tweet with us at thesportsfixcle. And unfortunately, as I go to the phone lines, you won't be winning tickets to see the undefeated Cleveland Gladiators as that came to an end but an opportunity to see some good stuff I'll talk about it too I got a kick out of the uh, uh, the promotion going on this week but let's talk about all of that and catch up with my man we'll talk a little hockey too Doug Plagans voice of the monsters and the gladiators during their respective seasons he's with us now Doug, how you doing my man I'm doing great how are you I'm fantastic. It's Friday, first off. I think it's almost impossible physiologically to be bad on a Friday, so I'm good. 
It's Friday and it's great outside, so hopefully everybody gets a chance to walk out and uh, enjoy some of the weather here. You know what? For sure. How have you been doing since uh, since we talked? How's things been going? I know obviously uh, a little down this week with the Gladiators, especially uh, Pittsburgh, of all people, to uh, snap the undefeated run. But how you doing outside of that? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, you know, no complaints on this end. Uh, and, you know, hoping the, hoping the Gladiators can get back on the winning track this week. But, you know, like uh, like a lot of people have said before the season, if they said 9-1 and one in the first 10 games, I think anybody under the sun would have taken that. Absolutely. You know, let's talk a little bit about that loss. You know, Pittsburgh, uh, you go on the road, you lose your first game of the season. Uh, definitely some turnovers at the quarterback position, but four touchdowns as well. Talk to me a little bit. What do you think if you had to sum up a couple of the main reasons why uh, they ended up falling 48 to 34 first loss of the season to the Pittsburgh power? Well, number one, Pittsburgh converted on fourth down when they had to. And uh, in the arena football game, that's a that's a key statistic when you can uh, when you can make uh, make good on your fourth down conversion attempts and they had a couple of touchdowns that came on fourth down and uh, you know the gladiators defense has been good all year you know pushing a team to, to fourth down and forcing them to have to come through on fourth down that's uh, that's big in and of itself but you got you got to get that fourth down stop and uh, and Pittsburgh scored a couple of times on fourth down including their first scoring play of the game overall the Gladiators' defense did a pretty good job against uh, a former AFL MVP quarterback, uh, Tommy Grady, on the Pittsburgh side. But, uh, again, he was far from precise. Their offense was far from perfect in that game. But they came through in some big situations where they had to. And, uh, and in arena football, you know, there were some, some hard luck turnovers uh, that the Gladiators committed in that game, some, some batted balls, some, you know, deflected passes that wound up intercepted. But, uh, you know, you, you can't. You can't uh, use that as an excuse that you had some breaks go against you because, as we've seen, so much of arena football, so much of this game does come down to the bounces and the breaks. And, and it's amazing how it seems to follow the team that's really dictating the tempo or the, or the team that's making plays. The team that's got the momentum on their side is generally the team that winds up benefiting from those breaks. And, and in that game, it just happened to be the uh, the Pittsburgh Power who – who had the upper hand for the bulk of it. But at the end of the day, what you have to look back on it and say is that uh, the Gladiators played Pittsburgh three times this season. They won two out of three in the season series, so they won the season series. And they had the deck stacked against them a little bit. Home field means a lot in the Arena Football League, and two of those three games against Pittsburgh were played out uh, in their building. So uh, they split the two games in Pittsburgh. They take two out of three in the season series. At 9-1, and one, they still have a lead over the 8-3 and three Pittsburgh power in the division. Oddly enough, though, the Gladiators beat Pittsburgh 55-28 back on the 26th of April, and Pittsburgh's rattled off four, uh, five straight wins since suffering that blowout loss here at the Q. So maybe that was a little bit of a, a wake-up call uh, for the power, but they still are behind the Gladiators. Gladiators have to like where they are right now, and uh, and in the position the Gladiators are in, nine to one, sitting on top of the conference. If you win the games on your schedule and you you beat the teams that are below you, you're going to wind up uh, in a good spot at the end of this thing, and uh, and have at least at least a home playoff game and maybe a, a couple of home playoff games. So that's uh, that's what the the road to the finish here looks like. I know that was a long answer that covered a lot of things, but uh, you know. It's, it's hard. It's hard when you have a nine and one team to not start looking down the road and seeing, you know, how things could shape up. Absolutely, you know. Hey, maybe, maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't hydrated well. That could have been part of the problem too. You know, teams go on the road and and you know they have hydration issues. Maybe well, I heard. I heard that became a thing lately. 
I'm telling you, I mean, maybe you guys need to pack up some more Powerade next time you go. It's the power in Pittsburgh. You bring more Powerade. I don't know. Maybe that uh, maybe that was it. But, uh, hey, all joking aside, Shane Austin, you know, I talked about him having a little bit of a up and down game there. It's the first loss for him as the starting quarterback. Talk to me a bit about what we've seen from him in the last six weeks and and his uh, what you think of him as he's come along here as the starting quarterback for the Glads. Shane's been great, and uh, you know he's got command of the huddle. He's uh, he's a good leader. Everybody respects him. Um, he does a great job of you know when when one window's closed, he'll find the other receivers, and that's a credit to the Gladiators receivers as well. They've got a you know a deep uh, a deep group there, and uh, you know if it's not if it's not Theron Lewis, it's Dominic Goodman. If it's not Dominic Goodman, it's Colin Taylor. Um, Tyrone Collins got a little banged up, but he's shown the ability to make some big plays. So the receivers and the quarterback are clicking. The Gladiators have a luxury, uh, you know, going into the season. Um, Chris Deaker, who started for a chunk of last year, was um, the guy who was the starter in the beginning, and uh, and Shane Austin's kind of taken uh, taken some of the lead in that position. But at the same time, the Gladiators have a luxury; they have two good uh, good quarterbacks. There's no doubt. There's good competition there between those two. They both have good command of the locker room in terms of uh, being leaders, and uh, and it's really impressive to, to see the two of those guys conduct themselves. And and really overall, just uh, what Shane's been able to do. Um, you know, he for you know for for most of uh, his time out on the field has has been able to play mistake-free football, takes care of the football, uh, mentioned a couple deflected passes, just kind of went against them last week. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a, a big play defense. They've got some guys with some size who can make uh, make some plays, pick off passes, and, and they got the better of them on a couple of times uh, in that last game. But, but overall, Shane's done exactly what you want a quarterback in the Arena Football League to do, and, and that's find secondary options when you have to. He makes quick reads. He takes care of the ball. He's able to get out of the pocket. The Gladiators uh, O-line does a great job making sure he doesn't take many hits, but when things do collapse, he's able to, to buy himself some time. If you look back to that game-winning touchdown against Philadelphia um, a couple of weeks ago as time expired, I mean, a lot of that was, was Shane rolling out looking for an option and, uh, and finding somebody, even though he was starting to run out of room, run out of real estate, and, uh, and things were starting to break down a little bit. So some good improvisation. You need to have that skill in the Arena Football League. And, uh, and again, fell last week. It was his first loss as a starter. But uh, I can't imagine that's going to affect Shane in the, in the long term. And no matter who the quarterback is, I mean, you're always made better by the guys you've got out there making plays for you. I mean, Tyron Lewis and, and Goodman as well. But looking at Lewis, he's got a touchdown in every game of the season. He's followed up what he did last year with another strong start here. 20 touchdowns, nearly 800 and what 820 yards thus far on the season. So that's a big part, too. You like to have a couple of safety blankets back there snagging those balls for you. It helps make any quarterback look better and feel more comfortable. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, with Theron Lewis, uh, he was he had a breakout season last year in terms of uh, receiving yardage, yeah. uh, you know, got over the 1,400-yard plateau last year. But this year, I mean, he's he's looking at a, at a career year in the Arena Football League. He's got himself 20 touchdown catches already. Um, you know, he's, he's you know, barring unforeseen circumstances, going to crack that 1,000-yard plateau again, no problem. Um, you know, he's making big plays. He's going up and uh, going up in traffic and uh, and making big catches at big times. He's putting his body on the line, going over the boards when he has to. I mean, he's playing some of the best football that that I've seen him play, and this is the third year that I've gotten to watch him. But uh, I mean, he's looking comfortable. And uh, and I guess a little tidbit that I picked up over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know. 
Ron Lewis and Shane Austin, both Southern California guys, uh, you know, over the off season, over the winter, they actually took a little bit of time to, to practice some routes together and uh, and just get on the same page as quickly as possible. So those are a couple of guys who have, you know, gone back to the off, going back to the off season, have gotten comfortable with each other, and uh, and that shows on the field. And and also when you have a, a top receiving duo like Dominic Goodman and Theron Lewis. You know, when you have a good receiving duo, you look at some of the good duos in, in NFL history as well, going back to combos like Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, you know, guys that complement each other. You usually have two guys who have differing skill sets. You know, the one guy who can be the safety valve, more of the possession guy, and then the other guy who can beat guys down the field. And, and you know, Theron Lewis is the deep threat for the Gladiators. Dominic Goodman's almost like having a running back out there playing wide receiver because you can throw him the ball. He's going to pick up the tough yardage after the catch. He's going to he's going to run. He finds ways to get open, and he's got an amazing set of hands. So you know you have those two guys out there. It, any quarterback's going to like having a combo like that to to deal the ball to. Yeah, a running back turned into a receiver that actually catches the ball could be an incredible weapon. That's that's the secret there when you make that conversion is making sure that they uh, can snag the ball. I know Browns fans are sitting here going, you know, grooving at that right there. Talking about the wide receivers, what a, a an easy segue here to look at the matchup this week because you've got the top wide receiver in the AFL. I mean, 84 catches, 1,200 yards, 26 touchdowns. Marco Thomas on the other side of the field here. Uh, that I mean, we're looking at at uh, what the uh, Gladiators have done, looking at Lewis and looking at those stats, and then you see, wow, Marco Thomas really putting it down. Well, you know, Iowa, they're one of those teams. You watch them, and you're going to, you know, they're going to catch you by surprise a little bit because if you, you watch them play, and you're thinking, okay, it's not it's not the prettiest thing in the world, but they're 6-5. and five. They've found ways to get it done. Um, you know the the gladiators were down twenty six to seven uh, in Des Moines uh, a little under a month ago. They were down twenty six to seven early in the second quarter. Flipped things around, were able to win the game. I believe sixty three forty six was the final. But in that game, I mean, you're you know you're not uh, you, you fall behind twenty six to seven. Iowa was doing something right in the beginning of the game. They were capitalizing. Marco Thomas, you mentioned him, he's dangerous. He had four touchdowns in that game, and he's had, even though his team has lost, they're over two against the Gladiators this year. This is the third meeting. He's had big games individually against the Gladiators and really against everybody else on the schedule for Iowa. And that's what's interesting about the Arena Football League, and you see guys like this a lot. But you look at the stats and you think, okay, Marco Thomas, obviously this guy's a huge chunk of the uh, Iowa offense. Uh, I mean, Iowa's had uh, three different quarterbacks who played pretty substantially this season, and it hasn't mattered who's under under center. Marco Thomas has been able to get open and get the job done. And, and you think, okay, if you just key on Marco Thomas, you're going to shut down their attack. And, and you'd be amazed. A lot of times that is just so much easier said than done because, uh, you know, you don't, uh, you don't accidentally – uh, lead the league in receiving. And right now, I mean, he's leading the league in all the major receiving categories, and in some of them it's not even close. I mean, he was the first guy to get to 1,000 yards. You mentioned over 80 catches already. I mean, this guy is, uh, this guy is doing a great job, and, and they have not had the consistency of quarterback the Gladiators have had this season. But they're, uh, he's finding ways to get it done. They've got a good secondary guy in Darius Reynolds. So uh, it's going to be a, a tough test. And and uh, I think anybody on the Gladiator side would tell you, you know, Iowa, they're playing confidently right now. They're above 500. They know they're still in the mix uh, as far as locking down one of the four playoff spots in the American Conference. So you can't take them lightly, and you certainly don't want to fall behind 26-7 to or something like that against them, again, especially not at home. 
No, definitely not. And now let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I got a kick only because uh, this week, I guess maybe it was more in my head with it being the anniversary of the uh, the beer night game at, at Municipal Stadium 40 years ago. And, and just the PC era we live. When I was doing my prep for the show, I saw it was a football night. and uh, Football away- night, yes. Yes. World, the- with the World Cup starting up here or, or yeah. kicking off, I should say, um, you know, in the, in the next week and things like that. It's football night, football appreciation night. Uh, there's free mini soccer ball giveaway from our friends at West Coast Chill, so you have that to look forward to if you get to the game early tomorrow, and uh, also $2 beers. Um, so lots of fun to be had. And uh, and this is a national televised game on CBS Sports Network if you're unable to make it out to uh, to the queue for tomorrow night's game. And that just speaks to the volume uh, in terms of what the Arena Football League has been able to do in terms of, you know, gaining exposure nationally. Uh, you know, it's a nationally televised game right here in downtown Cleveland tomorrow night if you can't make it. But what made me laugh about it is they're giving away the Gladiators mini soccer balls. It was the uh, the fine print. It's the the exclu- the, the uh, excuse me the star. It says, "Please note, due to safety concerns, the soccer balls will be handed out in a deflated sla- uh, state." And I just I I thought back to you know we've talked about this on the show before. Other people uh, I remember as a kid, you know, bat day, you'd get the baseball bats at the at the game and glove day and all the different things like that. And then I think now you can't even give out the uh, the soccer balls inflated because you don't know what could happen with that. It just, I got a little chuckle out of that looking at the, the society that we live in and how careful you have to be about stuff. Cause they had to note that they were going to be deflated soccer balls when they gave them out. Gotta be, gotta be cautious today. You do, you do. You can't, you can't mess around. I mean, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm not saying it like, well, that's ridiculous. It's what you have to do. But I just, you remember, don't you, growing up, some of those yep. uh, bat days and different. I mean, could you imagine giving a stadium full of people baseball bats nowadays? You couldn't ever do that. Hey, yeah, you the, the say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the bad day used to be, and I know that was, that was a thing up through the 90s and then yes. suddenly that just kind of faded away just kind of kind of went off into the sunset but uh i think even back at uh back at my parents house in michigan i remember there was a, my uh, you know digging through the shed and i found an old an old willie horton detroit tigers bat that my dad had gotten at a bat day in the in the 60s or something like that i mean bat day was an iconic promotion for a long time but uh but you know not to not to get on a tangent or anything like that but uh oh. yeah you know get, get there on the side of caution in today's world 
you have to, you know. I mean, if they can, if they get mad and there's something that can be thrown, people will find a way to do it, as we've seen, whether it's bottles or anything else. But that's a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool giveaway there. Is you've got football night, it's two dollar beer night as well, and uh, so a lot of reasons for people to go out and check it out here tonight. What is it? Uh, what is the tip? Or excuse me, the uh, the kickoff, eight p.m. Uh, Eight o'clock tomorrow night to uh, the the national TV start time, a little later than our normal Saturday night games here at the Q, but uh, 8 o'clock start with the Gladiators and the Iowa Barnstormers tomorrow, and it's the first game of back-to-back home games for the Gladiators who will play the New Orleans Voodoo exactly one week from tomorrow, one week from tomorrow night's game. So a couple home games back-to-back. Again, Gladiators 9-1. and Uh, If you haven't gotten out to a game yet, this is the perfect time to do so. These guys are playing some exciting football. I mean, you look at here's the other thing. You look at what this team's been able to do in in order to get to nine and one. It uh, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. It, you know, they've had two games they've had to win uh, on touchdowns on the final play. Yes. They've had a game they had to win on a last second field goal. You know, if you miss that last second field goal, game goes to overtime and it's a toss up. Um, you know, they've had uh, the game against Iowa where they were trailing twenty six to seven in the second quarter. So. You know, it hasn't uh, it hasn't exactly been uh, you know blowouts every single game, but you know, in a way, you look at it, eighteen game season. You want to learn lessons every time you get out on the field, so that when you get into the postseason, you've seen every scenario. And right now, there really isn't much that this team hasn't seen in the first ten games, and they've shown the ability to dig themselves out of just about any hole and overcome any adversity that's come their way. And I think, uh, again, you'd rather face those bits of adversity, those obstacles during the season when you can, uh, you know, learn something from it and keep building on it than uh, see things for the first time in the playoffs. So these guys are battle-tested, and they are 9-1, and and they are playing some very good football. It's the Gladiators, the Iowa Barnstormers, tomorrow, Saturday at the Q, 8 p.m. with the kickoff. And you talk about doing it in the season and not the playoffs. Let's use that to segue right into talking just a little bit of hockey playoffs before I let you go. The AHL, of course, home of the Monsters. Since you and I talked, there was a Final Four. Now we are down to a championship round here. Texas outlasts the Marlies in a seven-game series there. And the the Ice Caps of St. John's on the other side. So it's going to be St. John's in Texas for the Calder Cup. Talk to me a bit. Are you surprised at how that ended up? Well, you know, I think uh, in a way, I, in a way I am, in a way I'm not. I mean, we looked at that Final Four, and any possible scenario would not have surprised me. Um, you know, off the ice, I can't even imagine trying to orchestrate Austin to St. John's and St. John's to Austin travel for yes, uh, for a party man. of 30. That's got to be interesting. <laughs> but, uh you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more about how that fell into place later on. But uh, as far as the on ice, you know, a game seven between Toronto and Texas, and that was a total toss up. I remember I was talking to one of my coworkers here in the office about that game the other day, and um, you, you know, I was asked who do, who do I think is going to win the game, and and I said, I mean, I I honestly didn't know it was a it was a total toss up in that game. But uh, I remember the last thing I said was it's hard to go against Texas because. If they need to score seven goals, they can go out and do it. If there's anybody who can go out and just outscore somebody, it's the Texas Stars. They've been doing it all year. Sure enough, that's what happened. Toronto took a 2 nothing lead early, and then six straight goals for Texas, yep. including four in the third period to close them out in Game 7. That was what ultimately did it. And, uh, and we've been saying it all season long. They were a measuring stick. Playoffs started, said it was tough to go against them. Going into the finals, we never saw the St. John's Ice Caps during the uh, during the American Hockey League season. The Monsters and the Ice Caps didn't play each other, but 
again, have a hard time going up going uh, against Texas because you look at what's a strength for St. John's. I know their goaltending has been very solid. I know they can score. They're obviously a very balanced team if they've gotten uh, to this point. But at the same time, Texas is balanced. This isn't a one-trick pony. This isn't a team that is uh, offense only, and it's not a team that only uh, converts on the power play. Granted, that is their bread and butter. They have good goaltending. They have good defense. They have four good lines. You don't get to this point without having a balanced hockey team. And I just think the firepower and the experience on that Texas team, I mean, they've gotten this far. You and I keep saying that it's hard to go against them, and uh, and right now I have to think that, that that's the team to beat. I mean, they've been at the top all season long. St. John's uh, didn't exactly run the table in the Eastern Conference. They're one of those teams, and you see this so much in hockey, and it's really the, the beauty of hockey playoffs. They're one of those teams that, started playing their best hockey when they had to play their best hockey, and it's gotten them to the, to the finals. And, and they were a good team throughout the season, but they, uh, they weren't the best team during the regular season in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Texas, on the other hand, and it's hard to do this in the American Hockey League at the minor league level to be able to basically run, be, be the top dog all season long, all through the playoffs, and get to the finals. Um, you know, because people bring their best game. You've got the bullseye all season long right there in your back, as they like to say. But Texas has been able to go out there and do what they've needed to do. Um, you know, that's the team to beat in my mind. I'll tell you, man, I, I was I needed to talk to you, too, because like you said, I know absolutely nothing. I did not see one game of St. John's. I know nothing about them. So I knew what Texas brought to the table, but uh, I was waiting to talk to you. And that starts, what, Sunday, 730 is the puck drop for game one of the Calder Cup finals, Yes. Yep, it's uh, yep, it's coming up here, and uh, it's going to be a good series. And highly suggest everybody keep tabs on that. Uh, it's, a, it's the most wonderful time of the year, really, when you get uh, right down to a lot of things with with hockey championships coming up, NHL and AHL. You've got the NBA Finals. You've got baseball starting to you know the the races starting to really take shape now that we've got the first couple of months under our belt. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot to look forward to if you're a sports fan. This is one of the best times of the year. Oh, absolutely. And and since you brought up the NHL Stanley Cup finals, how shocked are you? I mean, I'm I actually a couple of weeks ago I said, "Man, I'm with the Kings." I said, "These dudes, I'm just they they they're not going away." And we saw what they did back we talked a couple of weeks ago, backs against the wall over and over again. Here they march it right through. Uh Kings and Rangers and Kings up one nothing there in the finals. Are you surprised that those two teams outlasted everyone else? You know, again, it's two teams that uh they're battle-tested. Um you look at the Kings, They've been right there in the mix the last couple of years. They won it a couple of years ago. Experience means so much in hockey, maybe more so than in any other sport. Experience in big situations um, really pays off. And, and the Kings, I mean, this team's been on the ropes in the playoffs. They've had to win three game sevens on the road. I mean, the, the way they've gotten there is unconventional, but this team just doesn't say die. It's interesting. Uh, you know, their, their coach uh, doesn't really, um, you know, he, he's just got that team going along really well. Uh, Daryl Sutter doesn't let his team get too down when they fall behind. I mean, and you can tell, um, you know, if they fall behind in a game, it's just to regroup. You get right back out there. You keep playing the same game. Nobody gets deflated. Um, they've got one of the best goaltenders in the world. You argue, arguably have the two best goaltenders on planet Earth going head-to-head in this series uh, between Jonathan Quick and Henrik Lundqvist uh, of New York. But, you know, the Rangers, they rallied, rallied around Martin St. Louis. Great story, uh, you know, after after the tragedy involving the passing of his mother and, and, you know, the fact that they were able to rally around him, pull it all together and, and, you know, play great hockey here in the playoffs. And they were a good team during the season, but 
you know, they win the Eastern Conference, they get into the uh, into the finals against L.A., and you've got L.A., that's the experienced team with the veterans, the championship experience, um, you know, two good top-to-bottom hockey teams that can do a lot of things, and, and you know, prior to the se- prior to the uh, series starting, I, you know, I probably would have leaned toward L.A. just because of the experience factor and uh, and the fact that these guys have proven to be just about uh, impossible to knock off. I mean, teams have had them on the ropes, and the Kings have just come back and fought till the end, and they've managed to managed to keep it going. and uh, And to see them win Game One in overtime, um, you know, no surprise that they were able to, to pull that one out in the extreme circumstances in that uh, hockey game. and And it's just going to be a great series. And I think any hockey fan watching that uh, just has to hope that this thing just goes on and is the best series that it can possibly be because, uh, you know, if game one was any indicator, we're in for a treat. I agree, and I, I tell you what, I think uh, I could be wrong. I mean, the Kings could really get cooking here, but I got a gut feeling, just like the rest of them, this thing's going seven, man, just looking at what we saw early on here, and I'm sticking with the Kings to win this thing, but uh, I think it, I think you're looking at another seven-game series here to end things in sport, but uh, what do you think? you think this is going distance? Hey, before the series started, I would have said uh, I would have said there's no way this thing ends in less than six games. Um, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a, a long haul. Um, you know, it's gonna take a lot for one of these teams to knock off the other. There's no question about it. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. You wouldn't surprise me if we had a one nothing game in this mix. Wouldn't surprise me if we also had a, a six five game in this series. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of everything. Again, both teams have some guys who can score. Both teams have pretty good defense. I think the Kings might be the better team top to bottom. Both have world-class goaltending, though. And, uh, and Henrik Lundqvist is, has come up big uh, here in the playoffs, and he's come up big in international competition uh, in the past. So, uh, it, again, it, it's a, a showcase, really, of some of the best, uh, some of the best hockey players in the world, and uh, and I hope everybody's taking note of it. And it's uh, it's one of those series where even somebody who's a hockey novice, somebody who's just getting into the game, or somebody who's just a casual observer of the game, you're going to find enjoyment, and uh, you're going to like the personalities, you're going to like everything that's involved with this series. Doug Plagans, my man, voice of the Lake Erie Monsters, voice of the Cleveland Gladiators, with us here every week on the show. Next week, we'll talk about all of this. We'll catch back up. And, of course, on the flip side of Iowa as they come to Cleveland 8 p.m. tomorrow night to take on the Gladiators. My man, Doug, I know you've got to get doing your thing. We'll catch up next week and talk about all of that right back here on the show. Sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, my man, Doug Plagans. And you know what? Before I go to the break, I want to give you something. A chance to go yourself and see the Glads and the Iowa Barnstormers. Get you a Gladiators mini football, a soccer ball giveaway, and go have some fun tomorrow night. Courtesy of the Sports Fix, the Cleveland Gladiators, and Team DLW. We've got tickets available to you right now to tomorrow's Gladiators game. All you have to do is email the Sports Fix at AOL.com. Email the Sports Fix at AOL.com and tell us that you want to go get your fix, your Gladiators fix. You want to go see some Cleveland Gladiators football, and we will hook up the first three people that hit us up. The Sports Fix at AOL.com. I've got a Family pack of tickets for you coming your way to the Gladiators game tomorrow. Courtesy of the Sports Fix, the Gladiators, and Team DLW. We're going to take a break. Phone lines are back open. 216-539-7535. 216-539-7535. 
539-7535. We will set the stage for the weekend. Indians getting ready to go back at it tonight. They made a couple of draft picks yesterday, by the way. I know I know the coverage of that draft. A little bit different than the uh, the coverage of some other drafts that go on, which is understandable because of the it's because of the gap in in time. Although, as we're seeing teams like the Indians uh, having no problem quickly uh, moving guys up, that's starting to be something that's happening certain players that they feel are ready you see they'll move a guy up from double a right up but either way there is a bit of a difference in the uh, length of time when a guy gets drafted so that's part of it but anyways uh for those of you that didn't know because you weren't incessantly hyped with the word draft for the last six months uh, there was a baseball draft going on we'll talk about that we'll get you ready for everything we've got phone calls coming in already 216-539-7535 and don't forget if you want to win tickets to see the cleveland gladiators tomorrow hit us up right now email the sports fix at aol.com tell me you want to go and you just may win courtesy of the sports fix the gladiators and team dlw don't go anywhere we'll be right back with more sports fix And now, a very special announcement from the Sports Fix. Black bears weigh between two and 500 pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And that was a message from the Sports Fix. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business, or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there, Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo, they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer. Business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business, they've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them, too, is each of their locations, whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. No football? No problem at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. The excitement never stops. Every day of the week brings a different set of food and amazing drink specials. And now fans. Harry Buffalo North Olmsted is the home for every UFC pay-per-view live on the big screens. Let's get it all! And let's not forget their mouth-watering trademark, the Bison Burger. They sure are good. Nobody does bison like Harry Buffalo. The perfect combination of healthy and delicious. Hey there, eat up, y'all. Use this good church-going folk. Y'all deserve a little treat. What are you waiting for? Get to Harry Buffalo, just outside Great Northern Mall today. Harry Buffalo, Harry Buffalo. join the herd. Join the herd. 
I've been a pro wrestler my whole life, so championship belts have always kind of been a way of life to me. But did you know title belts are quickly becoming the fastest rising and the most popular new way for people to celebrate all kinds of things you never would have thought of before? We use it for our Fantasy Football League. It's a really cool conversation piece. Office pools, employee of the month, you name it. There's tons of different trophies that you used to buy plaques for. Well, I'm here to tell you about Pro-Am Championship Belts, who have the highest quality championship belt with the lowest price. Replace those old trophies with stock belts on hand that they can customize for as low as $30. Any occasion, celebrations, awards, championships, fantasy leagues, gifts, plus wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing. If you need championship belts, check them out. Pro-Am Championship Belts. ProAmBelts.com. Look them up on Facebook. Pro-Am Belts. Trust me, nothing says cool like doing the discount double check with a real championship belt. Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Now you two can have one thanks to a pro championship, championship belt. Hi, this is Dean Chenoweth, head coach of Cleveland's Lake Erie Monsters, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix live here on the sportsfix.net. I love the fun seat. Okay, you guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. J-Rock with you. With my phone lines, I can have a million callers on the line at the same time. But here's the thing. There's no, and this is an unfixable problem for me, there is no uh, return feed when you're on hold. And the reason why a lot of you guys, when you call in, uh, are able to hear the show is because you're not technically on hold. You are on, but your sound is muted. This way you can hear the show and follow the conversation, and then it's easier for you to jump in. When I've got a million callers, like what was just hitting me there now, I try to place people on hold in the queue so I can take them in the order that they call, but there is no return feed because of just the way everything is set up. So when I place you on hold, in on hold hold, you hear nothing, and it never fails. I don't, under, I don't blame anybody think you're not on hold anymore you think because you're not hearing anything that you're actually not when you're actually just on hold I, unfortunately it's the one glitch that i can't fix there's no way for me to kick a return feedback to the hold now if, one, if i figured that out then it would make this whole phone call thing go a lot but that's why a lot of times 
uh, I'll go to take guys and they're not there because they'll think I hung up on them when I didn't. Uh, but anyways, so I was just having some fun with guys hanging up as I'm trying to get the queue set up and then call them back. And it's just funny because you see the same number and you go, man, you know, I figure I'll explain this on the air. Maybe you guys will hear it. By the way, getting some emails in. Uh, last chance. I'm going to pick my winners here. If you want to go to the Cleveland Gladiators game tomorrow against the Iowa Barnstormers, hit me up. The Sports Fix at AOL.com and tell me you're listening and you want to go to the show and I might be able to hook you up with a pair of tickets to go see the Gladiators tomorrow. The Sports Fix at AOL.com. What a good way to uh, enjoy your weekend here and let's get back into the show. I'm going to go to the phone line. Speaking of that, I got a couple of you guys on hold now. Calls are open. 216-539-7535. 216-539-7535. You guys can hit us up. On the phones right now, we'll make up for having those phones shut down earlier. I'm going to go back to it now. Caller, anything you want to talk about, it's yours. You're live on the Sports Fix. Big Daddy, how you doing? Hey, Bob, I don't even have – some of you guys, I don't even have to hear more than two words. What's up, Big Bob in <laughs> Bristol, Connecticut? Not much, buddy. Are we ready for Texas? Oh, absolutely. Tonight's Are we be, ready think, for uh, Texas tonight? That's what I'm talking about. Tonight you got you Darvish out there and uh, we know what he's capable of doing, but yeah, I mean, Texas is what 20 are they 29 and 30 coming into this series here. It's a hair under 500, so you got I two think teams. they might be here under or uh, or 500. They I'm may not have hit sure. 500. I didn't see the, the last game that they yeah. played, but yeah, regardless, uh, it's going to be a good test cuz as JK said earlier, 9 and 19 the worst road record in the league. So as happy as you feel I know. I about know. the way things went at home, now you want to go about the business. And I like J.K.'s goal. Instead of sitting here and saying, hey, let's go out here and get seven or eight, I like it. Shoot for 500 on this thing. You've got to take baby steps with it. And uh, and I would like to see that. I'd like to see him split, uh, definitely split at least the four-game series here. And then it'd be nice to just go snag a couple in Baltimore. I'm looking for six and four on this 10-game trip, and I would be happy happy with that what about you absolutely absolutely j-rock absolutely i i want to be happy number one with my 21 wins in june you know that and to be over 500 which i know we are and uh i want to see some of those uh left-handed swingers do a job on uh mr darvish tonight in texas that i i want to see some of these lefties break out of a, a little mild slump and start uh, knocking that ball around, J-Rock. Oh, for sure. You know, and you know what? I'm not one of those guys that goes, man, I hope we miss uh, you, Darvish, in this turn through. Oh, heck no. You want to beat the, the best. Ones, you, know? you don't want to beat a team when they don't have their best on the field. That, sure. That's not beating the team, J-Rock. And you, Darvish, that's is not coming doing in. He's obviously the ace of the staff here. He's 5-2 and two with basically a two-flat ERA for the Rangers. Going to be a good test. And Trevor Bauer, a good chance oh, yeah. to continue and see his development. We need that consistency from him. He's 1-2 and two with a 3-6 ERA, but obviously we've liked some of the things that we've seen in these last couple of appearances here. Now let's see what he can do here as he takes on this Rangers lineup. And and think about it. The, the one thing, well, really across the Indians, Trevor Bauer with uh, uh, 29 strikeouts in his four starts. But uh, the Indians in general, we've talked about them with all of those strikeouts. Just uh, obviously something that they're coaching towards here. But Trevor Bauer has gotten better, I think, as he's gone along throughout the season. Let's see what he can do. And by the way, uh, the Indians, this would be their 
sixth in a row over Texas going back to last season if you if you take it back there. So not that that right. matters yeah. when you carry it over here. But uh, let's see what they can do. You're trying to get over 500. You're within three games of the Tigers who are in a complete free fall. And it's a good opportunity to gain some ground in the division and start to win some games on the road. But the tough one is the first one, as we said, you Darvish. you got to get through this one here. We, we can. We will. And Big Bob wants to see the great defense that we have been playing these past several games. Sure. And we got to use our speed. Stolen base a game. I want to see a nice one, two, maybe even three stolen bases a game. We can do it. I, we're stuck in about, uh, what, eight or seven as far as uh, base dealing leaders. But uh, by the end of this month, we can bring that up to about six or five. Bob, you're I, would, right about the, I would definitely like to see that. You're right about the defense. I mean, we talked about that three in a row. They're at 37 errorless innings in a row right now. You, that more Fabulous. than the other. Fabulous. Yeah. No, and, you but you know to. something, too. A lot, of, a lot of our position players have been moved around quite a bit, too. Oh, yeah. You know, J-Rock, so, but still, that's, hey, the cream only rises. It's going to rise. You know what? Uh, for those of you looking for a, an opportunity to, to to look ahead to tonight, you Darvish, I talked about his record. He's five and two on the season, but he and he's been really getting kicking in the last couple of weeks. Kind of like Corey Kluber, he just came off of a month just like that. His last month, he went four and right. one. His oh, last yeah. five starts, four and one with a one point six ERA. But I will say this: at home, he's been not well. <laughs> you got to keep this uh, relative because he's been worse at home, but by worse I mean he's been 1-2 with a 2.06 ERA. He just has not gotten any offensive support. No, on no the road, support at all. No on support. the road, he's 4-0 with an even lower 2.04 ERA or what, or what, or excuse me, 2.10 ERA on the road, but he's gotten much better run support at home. They just haven't backed him up. And I mean offensively, we talked to you with Mike Brandenburg yesterday, the injuries and, and the inconsistency taking its toll on the Rangers there so far. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, our uh, our good old boy, Chu, is, uh, he's doing pretty good with the uh, with the Rangers this year. He's holding his own out there. I, I guess the other night absolutely. he was in left field. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, I have always been a yeah, He's guy. usually in right, but uh, I guess they had him in left. I mean, here's the thing. Talk about the inconsistency offensively all you want, but as far as uh, getting on base, the Texas Rangers are top five in baseball. They get on base as a team over 33% of the time. So, I mean, that's going to be the key, I think, as it always is, is minimizing the base runners and, and making sure that you're not kicking the ball around and giving these guys extra outs because that's where Absolutely. Texas will beat you. Because they, they yeah. can hit. They're they're hitting nearly 270 as a team. They're second overall. So uh, they can definitely get the bat on the ball, and they can draw walks, and they can get themselves on base. So you've got to make sure you're throwing first pitch strikes and you're controlling the count. And I think if the Indians do, then they have a shot at success in this yeah. series. Absolutely. Trevor's got to keep that uh... – Yeah. Ball count down. He's got to stay within himself. And I'm going to go over and over that old adage, that first man up. Every inning is very, very important, especially to uh, to our young Indian that's going to be on the mound. 
you know, he can't walk around, he can't pout. He's just got to stay within himself and just grind it, grind it out there, especially uh, especially this first game in this uh, road series. No, gotta absolutely. Keep, you know you what, though? Keep On the flip side, game. here's the thing, though. You need to take advantage of a struggling pitching staff because outside of you, Darvish, we talk about how great he has been. The Rangers are at the bottom of baseball across bottom the league. Bottom of baseball, absolutely. Pitching. Their batting average against is dead last. Their ERA is 27th in the league. They have the lowest or second lowest number of quality starts. So you, Darvish, that's why I say you get through tonight and and maybe, uh, you know, that one is going to be difficult. But when you get past him, a lot of problems with the pitching of the Texas Rangers. So I don't think it's unrealistic at all to shoot to take three out of four this series. Uh, that that Baltimore. is a fabulous possibility. Well, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to say it, and I'm glad you did. If we can take three out of four, I'll be happier than a pig, and you know what? You well, know? Baltimore just uh, took two out of three in, in their last series in Texas uh, over the last series there. They took the first two, and then Texas was able to win the third game of that series. The but, third uh, they, game, yeah. You know, Baltimore came in took two out of three, so I think that the Indians can easily come in here and know – that they're going to have their battle in for them tonight, but they can get to this pitching staff over the weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you think about our uh, our, our nice uh, first pick in the draft, that nice big hitting outfielder? I loved it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, not we did even, good. We did well. We, we had not even got to talking about that. Of course, the... Cleveland Indians with a couple of first-round selections. They actually ended up with two first-round choices because of the uh, Ubaldo Jimenez and the qualifying offer. They ended up getting that. Uh, they ended up with 21st and the 31st pick there in the first rounds. The 31st was the uh, uh, compensation pick for Ubaldo. But, yeah, Bradley Zimmer, outfielder, selected in the first round with the 21st pick. 6'5", 205, uh, played for the University of San Francisco, the Dons at the University of San Francisco. Uh, last year hit nearly 370 for them uh, with a 461 on-base percentage, which shows that he's got a good eye for the ball. And uh, I'm very interested in seeing. And uh, he's I'm, fast. Yes. I was he's say, not 6'5", and 205. He's fast, which I like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's not and he's he's a center fielder. I mean he covers a lot of things that, that could could help. And I, I can't wait to talk to some people that I talk to on the prospect side so I can get more of a scouting report because I, I can't lie. I mean scouting baseball prospects is definitely far down on the skill set that I bring to the table when you're I'm just being honest. I mean, I could sit here and tell you guys, yeah, man, this guy's I mean I've I've gone and looked at some clips since we drafted him. I've seen a few things, but before that, I I knew nothing uh, about this because I'm just I'm not the biggest college baseball follower. So you know what I mean. Uh, but definitely like what I hear. Uh, he, he's definitely somebody that I'm interested in seeing. And 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 I tell you, I trust it from the aspect that the drafting has been so much better in the last few years, and uh, therefore I really hope that that's a good sign when it comes to Zimmer. I mean, remember they took Clint Frazier last year. He's continuing the adaption process there. And then they took a lefty, too, a left-handed pitcher, Justice, spelled <laughs> spelled J-U-S-T-U-S. People are going to have some fun with that if he makes it to the major league level. Justice Sheffield was drafted with the 31st pick. It was the yep. compensation pick for the signing of Ubaldo Jimenez. He's a high school pitcher. 
pitcher, just 18 yeah. years old, 6'1", 180-pound left-hander. Uh, he was the Gatorade National Player of the Year. So a lot of people um, very high on him. Check this out. Other people who in recent years have won that award, uh, like he did, Zach Greinke, Clayton Kershaw, Rick Porcello. So there's a couple of guys there. And great Clint, company. And great Frazier. company, Jay Lock. Yeah, absolutely. Back to back Gatorade National Player of the Year is drafted for the Indians here. So hopefully, and here's the thing he can hit too. That's the best part. Absolutely. Is he's a pitcher who hit 400 with a couple of home runs and 13 doubles. And uh, hey, he was. We not was, only draft them, but we draft them and be dexterous, my man. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's great. I and, love it. Uh, now the key will be, of course, it. depending on his. You know he's committed to Vanderbilt, so I don't know uh, how that goes if he's going to decide yeah. to stay. You know how that works with with high Absolutely. school players. It's always a risk when you take a high school guy for so many different reasons. But uh, I like I like what I hear and the scouting reports, the minimal that I've gotten on who the Indians took. I hope to get more educated on these guys because I look forward to talking to you guys more about it. But definitely, at least uh, from what I'm told, I like what the Indians did in the first round of the draft. Oh, I do too. I do as well. A lot better than our Browns. That's uh, for sure. I like the Browns draft this year, man. The biggest question mark to me is Johnny, you know who? I like the Browns draft. I really do. But we've talked about that before. Yeah, we have. No, no, we we could have. Uh, do you know how gotten, mad uh, you just made <laughs> Bruce Wood? Do you know how mad you just made people like Bruce Wood? We're talking about the Indians draft, and you found a way to segue it into the Browns. There are people throwing their radio out the window right now. I'm just joking with you, Bob. I'm having a good time. But uh, uh, Hey, as long as I can't see it from Bristol, Connecticut, that's fine with me. There we but, go. But uh, we could have, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we could have had the uh, best offensive tackle, offensive guard. Know, we could have had know, the best wide receiver, best tight end. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Uh, We'll we'll talk more about the Browns I, I, as football absolutely, gets closer. Absolutely, yeah. As football I got gets off. Closer. I got off. Sorry. Oh, you're my man. You're my man, Big Bob. Anything oh no, else no, 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 I... no, no. I I got off. You're right. Absolutely. Hold me in check. But uh, what's up with uh, Zach? What's up with our man Zach? What's uh, how's he doing, McAllister? What's uh, I haven't heard much on him lately. Yeah, we just talked about him yesterday. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I don't have much of an update to tell you. Uh, I still we we estimated yesterday that it'll probably be what at least uh, at least another ten days before uh, he's even in the discussion of whether or not he's going to come back. I know that. Uh, he what did he pitch last night for Lake County? Let me go. Let me go pull up the stats. I haven't even looked at the stat line. He was rained out the night before, so they That's actually before, moved, yep, he was that, rained yeah. out two. He was rained out two in a row. Uh, oh. Rehab starts uh, McAllister, but they moved him to last night. So let me pull this up. I'm glad you made me look. Let's see. Uh, looks <laughs> like he went to nine hits, three runs given up in four and a third innings for. Uh, Lake County last night, uh, McAllister pitched his limit of 85 pitches, four strikeouts, one walk. Fastball was clocking in at between 89 and 91 miles an hour. He says uh, the results don't matter. Uh, it was all about the back. He didn't have any issue with his back. He felt good. So um, I guess that's uh, you take that for what it's worth as far as the performance. But uh, uh, so far, so good. I think you're looking at at least one more 
uh, appearance there for him to work his way up. Uh, I think he'll move yeah. up to the, the estimates that I'm hearing is he'll play at least one start for the rubber ducks in Akron, the double a club. And then the Indians will reevaluate where he's at, but that's the latest on Zach McAllister. Yeah. Um, now, Ashford, when are, you think we're going to start uh, popping him in to uh, stop some games or what? I, I guess that's what Terry has been saying, and that kind of uh, that kind of brought a little red flag to the brain when I, I heard that uh, the other that. day. I mean, that's more of a confidence thing. I don't see a rush on that as he continues yeah. to build himself and and get himself up a little bit. Uh, then I think that'll become more of the discussion. But right now. I, I don't see any reason. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit Credit card bill. For things not to continue the way they have. Yeah, you know? that's uh, that. That's a lot of bread shelled out to a guy just sitting on the uh, just sitting on the pine. You know. Absolutely. Big Absolutely Bob, is else? right. Now Carrasco came in the other night uh, there uh, with our winning streak. He didn't he look did. too bad. He did. He didn't, yeah, the other night. It was like one he of those monkeyed games. around. Car- Carlos, about- matter of fact, I think Carlos won one of those games, didn't well, he? Yeah, it was like he monkeyed around with that first batter, and then he got himself back on track, and then he went to town. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, he, we uh, we need his young arm, too. I mean, uh, not, even though I know there's a lot of people out uh, <laughs> out Cleveland way that don't care for him, I, I still kind of like that kid. I, I like that young Indian, and, uh, you know, as well as Danny, who's had a little setback now, and... Uh, but Trevor, we got to have Trevor right on board tonight, though. That's a, this is a, for, for me. This is a very big start for You're me. So I'm going to be right. watching him. Going to be watching him very closely to uh, see how he does, especially up against one of the, uh, you know, the top pitchers in uh, the American League. So that's right. Let's go see what you got against the best tonight, Absolutely. the Young Indians. Big Bob, my man. Anything else before we go, brother? That's it. I'm glad. Always glad to get through to talk to. Uh, my uh, my great radio station out there in Cleveland. Love you guys. And always you guys be safe, and you have a great weekend, and uh, I'll be tuning in to watch my Indians. You bet your bummer. And you know I'll hear from you on Monday, so you have a good Absolutely. weekend, Bob, and, and we'll talk on Monday. All right. All right, Big Daddy, be safe. You too. Big Bob okay. up in Bristol, Bye-bye. my man. <laughs> 216-539-7535. Last chance to get on the phones. I'll take one more call here as I go into the last segment. 216 All right, maybe I'll take two if they come in. 216-539-7535. Couple of things that I uh, wanted to talk about here as we get uh, get towards the end of the show. Oh, you know what? Uh, did not even get to talk about it earlier. I meant to with Jonathan Knight, and as you guys hear, one thing led to another. Cleveland Browns announced the release of linebacker Quinton Groves, which I got to tell you, not a lot of us. All right, I'm going to say this this way. Not a ton of a surprise to me, only because uh, behind the scenes, I've been talking to some people, and I didn't know if the if the Browns would do it, but I kept going, man, he... 
he he may be the odd man out because we kept talking about the linebackers and the and where guys fit in and and you I kept looking back and I said but I liked I did like uh, what Quentin Groves was supposed to bring to the table but I think as we've seen uh, with some of those moves that they made last year not not the players that they were billed to be he did himself bad from the beginning coming in and getting caught with the hooker and everything else it just was a a bad start the injuries and all of that. And I think the new regime has just decided that, and as we've seen, they've built up a kind of a cachet here at the linebacker position. Quentin Groves, one of the uh, victims of that. Curious to see if he catches on somewhere else. Matter of fact, uh, what did, where did I hear? Baltimore is one of the places that I heard had already called him. And uh, that may be a possible uh, landing spot for him, Quentin Gross. But uh, just brought in uh, with those free agents last year with, and, and cleaned out, as as usually happens with regimes. You start to see that. And I think some people were surprised, maybe because they just brought him in last year. And as I said, I didn't I didn't sit here and go, yeah, Quentin Gross is next. So it's not like I'm saying I predicted it. But I wasn't that surprised because I really thought – that the way they this this regime was putting things together, he may be the odd man out. And to be honest, it Groves is really weak in coverage, which is one of the things that this regime covets in their linebackers, as we've seen with uh, some of the picks that they've made and the guys that they brought in, is they're really trying to fix. That was a deficiency of the Browns linebackers in general, is guys uh, had trouble covering, as we know, and you could get picked apart. I mean, uh, so many times you miss that. Guys miss that when teams are not necessarily dinking and ducking you, but but when teams are hitting over the middle and hitting those uh, five to ten yard intermediate routes on you, so easy to go, wow, oh, the secondary, the secondary. A lot of that is linebacker coverage, as we know. And, I mean, you had guys out of position covering last year. You had bad covering linebackers. You had rookie linebackers. You had a lot of different different things in there. So I'm not 100% surprised that the Browns made that decision. I guess maybe just uh, some people caught by surprise, as I said, by the fact that they just brought him in last year. But Quentin Groves, a member of the Cleveland Browns, no more. I know next week they've got the, – it's it's about to go dark. You've got the final – I don't know. I don't know what some of these sports radio stations are going to talk about for about a month because you've got the final mini camp coming up here, and then they go dark. Everybody goes on their little vacation. Everybody takes themselves some time. And uh, so <laughs> very interested to uh, see what some of these sports talk stations are going to talk about for that time. I'm all, you're going to have to talk about baseball. You're going to have to talk about baseball. You, you would think anyways, but uh, we'll have to see about that. Oh, the other thing, have you guys seen, and I can't lie, if I had a extra hand to take the picture, I probably would have done it too, but uh, LeBroning, the latest uh, internet fad in the last 10 hours, like planking and all of those different uh, uh, things that go viral, LeBroning is uh, one of the things <laughs> that has gone viral uh, in the last few hours since the game, and it's pretty funny. Uh, it's a joke. I mean, the, the whole thing is pretty funny, and... Um, but uh, basically, the gist of LeBroning on social media is this. Uh, you get your camera. You get two friends. You have them each hold you with one arm in the air, each grabbing one leg. And you make a face like you're wincing and you're in the most pain in your life. You take a picture. And that is the uh, viral uh, trend for the last tw 10, 12 hours known as LeBroning. Uh, get it. You got to get You know what? Listen, you can say what you want. It's not, uh, it's not just hate. It's not like... Uh, um, people just don't like the guy because he's great. I mean, if people 
people react to you the way that you deserve to be reacted to. Not always. It's not always an equal and opposite reaction, but do not ever fool yourself into thinking poor LeBron James is just a target because he's just so much better and so much richer and so much bigger and better and better than everybody else that he's just a target. He is not a, a simple, uh, easy target. He put the bullseye on himself with the, the way he acts and the way he treats people. And, and all of that. So, yes, there's a large portion of the society that gets pleasure out of it. And I'll tell you, I'm, again, uh, having my eyes opened to proof, not just my, my belief, but proof that nationally way more people dislike LeBron James than people think. I think he may be slightly more popular still in Northeast Ohio than anywhere else because he's still got a few people that hang on to uh, whatever he is. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, nationally, you know, some people I think underreport, they think it's just Cleveland versus LeBron and the rest of the world, and it's really not that way. And that is evident by how quickly people jump on this because I'll tell you what, and you know what? You can say social media was in its infancy and or didn't exist uh, back at the end of, of the 90s and that run there with guy. I'll just use Michael Jordan as an example, but uh, I can guarantee you there wouldn't have been memes the day after the flu game where uh, LeBron or Michael Jordan. Well, wait, oh, you couldn't make a meme because after the flu game, he came out there and he won that game, which I prefer to call the hangover game because I don't buy the flu thing. I've always believed the story that uh, he actually partied hard the night before, <laughs> was deathly hungover, and still went out there and partially sick. He was partially sick as well, but. Uh, uh, that's the story that I've heard. But regardless, um, just wanted to talk about that a little bit. LeBroning the uh, the amazing, but the fact that that guys across the country jump on that just goes to show you you put yourself in that spotlight. Hey, forget that. I want to talk about something, and I'm not going to go much. But we're going to pick up on this next week. Have you guys heard the 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 UNC stuff coming out of North Carolina? Um, and one doesn't justify the other, but I sit here and I think about the Buckeyes a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm going to talk to Dan Wismar about this, I think, on Monday. But I look at the Bucks, and there's nothing to be said for, you know, I get it. Jim Trestle lied about, you know, th- he was he should have definitely um, not put winning in front of things. He had examples, and I get it. So I'm not sticking up necessarily for Coach Trestle, but uh, all that stuff that came out of the guys selling their, you know, trinkets and their jerseys and all the different memorabilia, the tattoos and all of that. And then you hear this story coming out of North Carolina. You probably heard a little blip in the news halfway through the show, but Rashad McCants, I mean, you listen to him tell stories about how UNC had the whole thing lined up, not only for these guys to get their classes uh, taken for them, for people to do their work for them and actually cheat in that manner, but McCants talked about a season where he made the Dean's List in, was it, uh, 2005. He said he made the Dean's List in the spring and never attended one class the entire semester. Not one. Did not even show up for day one orientation. Pretend that you're going to school. Never showed up for a single class and made the dean's list that semester. And you just, you look through at what they had and and they talked about the paper system, the paper system that they had for the paper classes where you didn't actually go to class and for an entire semester, your grade hung on one term paper that somebody else did for you. 
And, uh, you know, and here's the other side. So many people use this to jump on the NCAA as rightfully so. But I listen to and, and outside the lines uh, does some good stuff from time to time. But you listen to Rashad McCants and here's a side of it that some people don't talk about. And I wonder secretly because, you know, there's been thousands of people with similar millions probably over the years with similar stories to this that have not been made public yet. And and you look, but look at what McCants says. As now that he's not uh, uh, in in the, in the mix, and now that he's outside of it, and he's not rich and famous, and all of the stuff that he thought was going to happen, now he sits back and he regrets the opportunity that slipped past him of going to a first class university and being able to uh, to have to have learned something and have his actual degree. I mean, because, you know, we, we talk about guys and some people don't care about that. Some people could care less about going back. But I, I saw a couple of statements from him saying that that's kind of a kick in the ass looking back going, man, I passed up on all because on top of everything else, you know, you had it handed to you. So now he sits back and I thought well, I was one of the quotes that I saw uh, from from people at the university he said we'd love to talk to him about fixing that and being able to come back and go to school and have have the actual experience but uh uh very interested to see how this plays out how it's reacted to but brother if you think that this is just a north carolina thing if you think that this is just a one school or a one or two now nah, this is this is it's so systemic it's not even funny man uh uh have you ever seen the movie Blue Chips? I swear, man, that movie has so much reality to it. It's not even funny, man. Uh, uh, I mean, it's legit. I mean, that's how these things happen. And uh, I mean, you, we could do a whole two-hour show about this and then carry it over to the next day, too. I want to see some more of this as it continues to come out. A matter of fact, McCants used the movie Blue Chips as an example. He said, man, that is exactly how it is. And he said that he was literally encouraged that all he had to do was play basketball. And I'm telling you, uh, his story can be repeated over and over again. And that's why the whole thing needs needs to be overhauled completely. Um, I don't know if you ever can. I, I think sooner rather than later, they're just, you have to blow up the whole NCAA thing and create a new thing. I don't know what it is. I don't pretend to be an expert on it, but you got to blow up the system that's in place and create something new. And, 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 and I disagree that making them more professional is the way to go. I disagree with that. I think at that point, all you've got is a farm system, which is what it is anyway. But all you've got is a farm system for major league sports at that point. And if that's the case, then don't bother pretending to go to school. Don't just don't just skip that step and go directly to the sport. You know, I mean, instead of putting age limits on being older to go, just drop them down even lower. Just let everybody go. Right. Just just what's the point? Because you look at the What was the point of this man having to pretend to go to school and party his way through and a school put on this whole whatever they did? And you can't you can't tell me that everybody doesn't know what's going on. You cannot possibly have a star player on your team who goes an entire semester without attending a single class or doing any. There's no way that every one of his teammates doesn't know that, that his coaches don't know that, that the the directors don't know that, that everybody else doesn't know that too. And, And of course they do because they all know it because the secret is to keep the secret as long as possible. So I, I hope more stories like this come out. And that is the one 
the one good thing about the over journalistic era that we live in, like, yeah, they blow stories up out of nothing sometimes. And yeah, they falsely report too quickly, but the good side of it is that when you do uncover something that's really meaty and that needs to be addressed, the lid doesn't just get blown off of it. It gets ripped off and it probably goes too far in the opposite direction. It really does. But at the same time there, you don't, Things are much harder to ignore in the social media era because they can be thrown back out there. Unless, of course, you're, you know, you're letting terrorists go and, and doing things that you shouldn't be doing in the government. And then, of course, it doesn't get reported at all. But that's a different story for a different day. And we will end the conversation on that before I get a whole bunch of people mad at me because all we're doing is talking sports. But I want to see the rest of that. And then I want to see the follow through of what happens with that. But uh, interesting uh, story for sure. We're going to talk to, to my man, Dan Wismar on Monday, a little bit more about that. Hey guys, we're getting ready to hit it for the day. We got a lot going on this weekend. You've got the Indians, the Texas Rangers here, gladiators, by the way, last chance, I'm going to hit the email and give out some winners here. The sports fix at AOL.com. Send me an email. Tell me you want to go to the gladiators game and you just may find yourself a winner courtesy of the sports fix, the Cleveland gladiators and team DLW. And uh, and I look forward to talking to you guys about all of this on Monday. We'll talk about the Indian series. We'll talk about all the latest. And uh, Dan Marv will be here from the Cleveland Fan. John McMullen from the Sports Network will be here as well. We'll talk about all the latest with the NFL. As we said, the Browns getting ready to head into the final mini camp here before you go dark and they, everybody kind of takes their last little vacations. And so we'll talk to da- uh, my man, John McMullen about that. We'll talk about the latest NBA finals game. Two will be in the books. A ton of things to talk about guys. Enjoy your weekend party hardy, and then come back and talk to us about it. Same bat time, same bad channel. You know how it goes right here on the sports fix. Hey Cleveland, we love you. Go tribe. Have a great weekend. Come back here Monday. Can't wait to see you. Have a good one. We love you, Cleveland. We'll see you Monday. Mistake on the lake to you, but this is my own. it on my that I represent that. Homie, I'm from Cleveland. I will tell the president that. Hardest, yeah, we've been there. Made some of the greats here. Midwest best. This is MGK's, yeah. Shout out to St. Clair. Uptown, yes, y'all. Heading to the flex. Get it popping up with Steph Lord. Old state monster. This the home of King James. We are not the empire, but this is where the kings play. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.